0: not much man just been um playing this mortal kombat 11 um (laughs) like a big old kid and uh going back and looking at the timeline and everything and it's all really interesting um you know seeing uh how i used to play a lot of mortal kombat 2 on sega when i was a kid and um mythologies of sub zero and all that stuff and i was like yo i'm like i bought myself an elgato streaming thing so i was on twitch a couple nights ago um and I, I went up some of the towers or whatever and I've been using Katana. I like, like, I love Katana. Um, and like she's be just beating the shit out of people and you know, zombie Lou. And of course, yes, Lu Kang is a zombie now for those that don't know. Um, yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah. His, his soul, like it, it's a long story, but, um, apparently Liu he, King. you know, it, in the story mode that's coming up that might change like there's gonna be something that happens so i'm very excited to play it out um i don't know when i'm gonna do the story but uh maybe if you guys want to you know watch or something like that hop into discord let me know if you're uh into something like that i'll play it on the uh twitch live and all that but besides that, a woman ass.
1: yeah uh speaking of katana have you seen konami since she turned heel yes okay just, just, you know, the first thing I saw when I saw her with the, with the mask and the all black thing, I was like, she looks like, she looks like a, a female villain in Mortal Kombat. That's the first thing I thought. Um, but anyway, we are here to get to, uh, Survivor Series and to talk about the Wednesday shows. But first, um, I think- This is that-
0: round one versus <laughs> Gucci Man versus Jesus! Gucci Man versus Jesus! <laughs>
1: I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking
0: about. So, so, so Gucci has a song called Round One, which was like the first diss on here made to Jeezy. I remember this back in the day. And like on the chorus is like, this is round one. Of, this is round one of Gucci Man vs. Jeezy. Dude, <laughs> like that's the I just remember. <laughs> and he the started Gucci- the verses with that.
1: I just remember the Gucci Man uh, disc records on oh, Jeezy. I don't I don't, remember, I don't think I've listed all of them, but I remember the ones that I did hear, and they all sucked. So I, did, I, saw, I, did. I don't know what. I remember one when he threw shots at uh, the Jigga Man, Jay-Z, too, and I was like, yo, this this also stinks. You are barking up the wrong tree, my friend. He's not even gonna respond to you. You're Gucci, man. So, <laughs> this, Cause this is like 2009. Cause you remember he was like, yeah, fuck Blueprint. Fuck off. No one listens to Blueprint in Atlanta. I was like, hey, maybe so, but this is regionalism. That has nothing to do with whether or not this not know. What the fuck are you talking about, Gucci? So, so anyway, let's, let's get to, uh, verses. um, Rich, you watched it. You watched it in a, uh, you know, in deep conversation with a lot of, um, in a thread with a lot of our homeboys, I happened to miss out on, I don't know what I was doing. I was probably watching some stupid fucking Japanese wrestling match from, from the 90s. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. Um, so, uh, actually, I know what it was. I missed, I, I missed it and then it started and I was like, I don't know how to like get back to watch it from the beginning. So I'll watch it later and I just haven't gotten, got back to it yet. So that's, that's All actually right. what
0: happened. But, so here's the, here's um, the trick code on that. So they're streaming more places than just IG. So right. you can go on YouTube. Someone's got a right. live stream HD with the sound and just just rewind if you're ever late on it again like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it was the thing it was like this was the most any verses that um I remember were like we were all in our thread with like Kirby and and Alex and and TJ and and everybody like this is the most I ever heard or I ever seen people come conver- conversating in Kendrick while this is all going on. So it's like, fuck, I missed it. Like I could, I could run it right now, but I'm being behind. So I'm missing on conversation. So I'll just avoid all of it. And then I'll get to it when I get to it. And I've, I haven't gotten a chance to, because you know, survivor series, but yeah. Like, what were your overall thoughts on the, on the show?
0: Yeah, man. Um, there were, um, two different battles going on. So like, <laughs> oh, God. um, like, I feel like as somebody that's not from Atlanta, like, you know, I don't really have much jurisdiction on like, <laughs> you right. know, what, what went down right. and all that. Um, th- there were, there were funny portions of it where, you know, Jeezy would give a speech and be like, yeah, this is my song. And then like, th- like y'all seen on the memes, it'd be like, Gucci man will hop up. This next song is called fuck you young Jeezy, like <laughs> essentially <laughs> like, and it's just they're... Uh, like, Jeezy came in there dressed like it was 2005. Um, uh, Gucci came in there learning. super fresh. Um, it was, uh, it was a great night for, for the culture. And at the end, it was a beautiful moment when those guys performed So Icy because who doesn't love So Icy? Um, but leading up to that, like, yo, musically, this isn't even close. Like, like, it's even like, like, Jesus, like uh, Gucci was playing a lot of stuff off mixtapes, a lot of stuff for setter, uh big Gucci man fans. It, Wait, it was say like, again? Can you start again? You know, you this
1: is, hold on. You say this
0: is uh, he's playing a lot of stuff on mixtapes yeah he was playing a lot of mixtape stuff a lot of stuff that you kind of had to be there for and Mm -hmm. uh, i think people wanted gucci to play uh, some more of the familiar songs like he played a few of them but he was he was in the deep cuts um cheesy on on the other hand he was out here playing shit off east atlanta santa and shit i guess (laughs) right like he he didn't play like freaky girl and uh you know some of the hit stuff he did he didn't play or whatever um but in it really wasn't the uh environment for it either, so I can't blame him. But it was it was real aggressive from Gucci. There was like a lot of tension in the air. Uh he was yelling at Jeezy the whole night, facing him. Jeezy was sitting down, like acting like Gucci wasn't there and then um there was a great moment, however, where I think Jeezy got the best of him, like uh and it was the thing I tagged you in uh on Facebook, but uh oh. G- Jeezy <laughs> essentially gives like this, this we are the world speech, like about and 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 all these, uh, you know, like the, what they're up here for is in dedication to a lot of rappers that have passed away recently. And it's just one thing you got to remember. And then he just gets your mind right. And it was just like, God damn, like, like yeah. I, I see the setup here, yeah. but um, the look on Gucci's face looked like his soul she- died.
1: It was, it was like. It was almost like, he was like, yeah, bro, you a fucknick for playing this. You know I ain't got nothing like this. (laughs) Bro, that ain't, like, you cheat, like, we are going song for song, and you are cheating by playing, like, the best song either of us have ever made. That's unfair. That's the kind of face he made. It was like, hey, man, you don't, like, and also, I I didn't watch it, but I did hear a lot of this stuff about, you know, right, even rightfully so, Gucci having a lot of, you know... Um, negative energy headed towards uh, Jeezy because you know situation yeah. like he said,
0: we smoke we smoking on Pookie the tonight.
1: Wow, wow. So like, what, but once he played that, it was like, yeah, that got yeah. Once he plays that, you realize like what you're here for, and that kind of got whooped out of you real quick. So what yeah. what number was that? Was that like the last track?
0: Or <sighs> it was not. It, nah, it was deep into. It. I'm not sure, but you know what it felt that's like. Crazy because that's like you, you know. know what it felt like to me. It was like all right. These guys are like, obviously, like they're legends or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. This felt like Lennox Lewis versus Mike Tyson in mm-hmm. two thousand two. Like for me, right? It may be different for somebody else. There's a lot of you know folks that are saying Gucci man, won and all that, but mm-hmm. I would totally, di- I would totally disagree because like you just musically, like for me, it's not close. But th- these guys are competing for something that neither one of them can like take what the other has like right. Gucci, Gucci's never gonna be what Jeezy is to like the world right Right. but Jeezy's never gonna be what Gucci is to Atlanta right and everyone that was in the building with them like and that's just something like it's it's a crazy dynamic like that when you think about it it's like well which one would you rather have like and and Jeezy's so disconnected from like the street now right. and Gucci's like just as plugged in as ever and you look at the legacy of it, it's like, you wouldn't have called this like, you know, in 2005, 2006, something like that. Yeah. But back what I was saying about the Lewis and uh, Mike Tyson thing, it, it was like, oh man, like, but going into it, it's like, yo, he's, he's always Mike Tyson, right? And you think he's Mike Tyson and he's always got something like, oh, he's Mike Tyson. But then like you actually see it and it's like, Linus Lewis is way too big. He's got way, way too much skill. And it's like these Jeezy songs, like they're so well produced, like they're so like just polished and and Gucci was playing muck, I felt like, Mm -hmm. you know, in comparison. And it was just like, eventually I felt like he just knocked Gucci out like with dope songs like and, you know, some some folks may disagree, you know, but Go back and watch it, man. Like it's, it, for me, it's not particularly, in, and I think they both had missteps selection wise, which mm. for Gucci, or for, for Jeezy, it should have been like way easier than he made it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, sometimes artists, they don't recognize what their best stuff is. But, um, yeah, th- th- it felt like, you know, a lot of people, like Gucci's the underdog here and mm-hmm. he played into it. And I think, you know, if you're a Gucci man fan, Gucci man won. I'm a Gucci if, man. If you Gush- look, 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 no, 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 no. If Gucci is your guy, and, oh, and, and okay. because most Fair time, enough. and Fair most times, enough. like with Fair this G's and Gucci man thing, you are there are two camps, two labels. I might add. Um, and if you, you know, you've seen the memes like that are going around. If you are a Gucci Man fan, this is what, you know, you may be on or your level of intelligence, all that stuff. And if you're a Jesus like, these are two separate guys or whatever.
1: Which is crazy because, like, we're we're still talking about Jeezy, we're not we're not, we're not necessarily <laughs> talking about Lou Fiasco here, right? Like, where you need a fucking decoder ring to figure out the clearance? Like, you know, we, we are talking about somebody that back in two thousand five, I quite frankly like thought this was a war on rap. I was like, I can't. This is too. This is too simplistic. Look, this like, G-Z, the beat's incredible, but nah, I can't get down with this. He's ridiculous, G-Z, and, and he of, wore me down.
0: One one of the first songs I ever heard Jeezy rap on, right? Uh huh. Song called. Air Forces. James, you may be familiar <laughs> with this song. Oh, yes. Uh, the audience, nice you ever. not. Yeah. So, the first two bars, everybody already know. Jeezy, a real street nigga. Whenever you see me out, I'm a real street nigga. Like, what? Like,
1: <laughs> like? so, this is not well, like... you know, there's also, you know,
0: they say we country
1: niggas. He-he-ha. He uh, <laughs> way, way back and forth, <laughs> like can yes, see song. Like, see a sweet song yeah, you ain't never seen movies, so, <laughs> we're, we're all, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I can't believe, I, I just couldn't believe it, and, like, it wore me down over time, and by, like, you know, after a year, I was just like, hey, man, I give up, like, this shit's too hot, and I, I just gave up, but, yeah, I, I get, I get it, I get it, um, but yeah, I'm gonna check it it's out. It's like you. It's
0: like it's like you're not telling no no Jay Z fan that Nas beat him, and you're not telling no Nas fan that Nas lost or whatever. Yeah, I get you. I get you. It's the same dynamic. Yeah, I get it. But I mean, I think the thing that's
1: gonna be hard is because when it comes to these verses battles for rap, not I'm not even want to I'm not even gonna include the R and B sections that you know. Um, that, that that have been included like there's a lot of place when like you were there in time and you were there like as a person that was following like that region and um like just following the landscape of rap at that time like Jeezy historically to rap is a first ballot hip hop hall of famer coming out of the south region right of and Gucci just does not have that on the national. If there was a quote unquote national rap hall of fame, I don't necessarily think he has that. Um, mm-hmm. if we're just talking about music, if we're talking about, you know, influence, people he's put on, like the legacy of people like Domigos or whatever else, he, he's got a lot of
0: buffering statistics, like right, he that has a lot of feel, uh,
1: right. Right, he has a lot of filler stuff that, like, would make him a non-traditional candidate. Like, he would be, like, an NBA Hall of Fame, like, the person that's, like a, like, a college player of the year. That gets, you know, like, you know, uses that to kind of, you know, buffer them to boost their... their International. Or, stuff right, like, like that. A, yeah, like a, um, like a Tony Parker or Manu Ginobili. Right, absolutely. Or Yao Ming. Um So, there's a lot of add-on stuff. And then, like, you also look at, like, you know this the city and like i i mean this is what we're talking about like with um you're talking about like if you're for gucci you think gucci won and like i don't think there's anybody from the Cobb county that really comes out here thinking like G- our jeezy beat him i just don't
0: and, um, and the, the whole thing was like gucci was pushing attention all night he was doing all the diss songs to him he was talking all the shit he was right. clowning like right he was performing
1: Yes, like he, like the stuff that, in, the stuff that doesn't involve the actual pressing of the, the, the play button. The play button. Yeah. Is, yeah, <laughs> like from what I tell, like Jeezy was definitely there. And then like you also throw in like what you mentioned, attention and then attention is like, yeah, you sent somebody, you paid somebody to come kill me. You put a price on my head. I shot that person dead and I did time for it and I came back. And like we are cost 15 years removed from that and we're talking about breaking bed and y'all also know Gucci is like I think he's medically diagnosed with bipolar
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it's like it's also that at play to where like he'll go off he'll just come off the top turnbuckle because it's like one you try to fucking kill me and two um like I have I have um mental health issues as well so it's like all of that is at play they're they were in Magic City right yeah which is like, Jesus, COVID. Jeez, like. <clears throat> so, like, that's also at play. And everybody knows this stuff is there. Everybody knows, like, you know, um, this, you know, since Gucci's gotten out, like, his career is looked at a lot more fondly in retrospect of his, in totality of his career. Like, it's, it's a lot of stuff at play for why people that are sitting there in Magic City, probably, probably spreading COVID. Are feeling one way while everybody else is tuning in, you know, as you know, from satellites beaming into the sky and coming down around the rest of the country, and just like, nah, bruh, y'all homeboy, you get y'all, y'all little buddy, getting washed. I, I absolutely, <laughs> I, I absolutely see the like the differences of why, um, what people feel nationwide because, like, I, it's going, Jesus, going to be one of those, you know, ten. Oh hell, now to, you know, 10 years from now, we're like, you're gonna have to explain to people that are, to the young kids, like, you had, you just had to be there. You had to be there for that era, for what the fuck was going down, what the stuff he was making, what the, like, what the contemporary sound was for, for the rest of rap, what it sounds like now, and the influence coming out of, his ear for beats, and at that time, what that meant for like people that came after that, meaning like Ross, how G, how you know Ti changed uh, his beat selection at times. Um, Drummer Boy uh, come around, then like you know, then from there after Drummer Boy, then you get the Lex Luger stuff, then you have basically everybody with the triplets and hi hats and all that kind of stuff. Like he is, you don't get to where we are with rap music, period, without. Literally, Jesus' ear for picking beats with with Shorty Red and um, Mr. Collie Park and whoever whoever else, like Jazzy Fay, all those people that that contributed to those first Man few. Yep. Many <laughs> first as well, yeah. So it's it's toomp as well. So like, it's a. It, to it's me, open. to me, i <laughs> like I don't see. I don't. I get it, y'all. They're Mad City, but nah, nah. Just know, just just know.
0: I got, uh, I got goosebumps when they, uh, started performing so icy together and it was just like, man, this could have went real bad, you know, and then it has mm. been real bad for a long time. And there's an element of, yeah, maybe they, they hammed it up on the night for the tension. They were always knew they were going to do this. So icy at the end, but I don't think that changes, um, how everybody felt in that moment just because like, so Icy's like, it just makes you smile, like it just does. Like I can't, I can't imagine So Ice coming on wherever you at and it not ringing off, like.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, Um
1: yeah. Like I mean, at this point now, because I never thought that Gucci Mane would have been on Versus. um, but I don't know where they go with it from now. Like, this is
0: like. This is the first episode of the season two, whatever it is. Ah, so okay. like this is, you know, they I'm sure they've got a bunch of stuff up their sleeve.
1: Well, yeah, that's what I'm getting is like now I never would have, I never would have thought they would even reached out to JZ for this, but obviously this is a thing where like, you know, uh, the TI situation or whatever else, or whatever happened with that, that got changed. So, um, now given that they went super regional, I wonder where they go next. Like. I'm not saying hmm how do I say this. I don't think it would be appropriate, but like, would they do something like I don't know, hypnotize versus like eight ball and MJG or something like that? Would they mm-hmm. do I don't know, Trick Daddy versus versus Ross or they already did Ross? Uh, I'll come with some someone else from Miami. I don't know. Uh, I'm blanking right now.
0: But so I, so I got like this feeling like what the, what the East Coast equivalent to Jeezy and Gucci would be aside from, you know, the, the murder attempt and all <laughs> that. But maybe, you know, just the beat. It's 50 cent and Cameron. Like, you know what?
1: I was thinking like Mason Cameron.
0: But yeah. Yeah. It's, it's 50 and Cameron. 50 being Jeezy and Cam being Gucci. The down to the style, down to the beats. Uh, said the beats are flipped, kind of. I don't know. Like Fifty had a lot of dope beats too, but uh, I, I I would leave the production selection out of it. But I
1: get what you're saying. Yeah, like, like this I, person is um this person more or less like blew up huge. Had has a classic, and then more or less like left in transition out of the game into something else where like one other person just stayed around. Yeah, not 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 in a bad way, but like they just that's like <laughs> that's not what they really were looking for. They would not like they
0: love to the hustle yeah yeah i i think i would like to see that i'd like to see if, and just for all the shit talking too yeah. like i don't know if cam is as funny as he once was but um yeah
1: yeah i mean yeah i want. i mean i would like to see some burl beef like i mean like you know like intra intra burl like 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 yeah like what y'all Harlem dudes got like what's on, what's up you know or what's going on in brooklyn like that that'd be cool um yeah.
0: I'm trying they're to talk about what, they're, they're, they're talking like, about game they're talking about game in fifty right now though. I don't know if that's even that's, that's
1: that's just seen. I mean, obviously, you know that plays off the same thing with like like are we just gonna all go back to like oh like mid two thousands beef? Yeah, right. All right. right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could see it because like game has a lot more stuff people remember. Um, but ultimately, I think fifty just just beats them just based off of you know the the overwhelming uh smash success that uh, get richard I Trying was and like the the, the the at least the um mass appeal of what of what that was at the time were like 50 was just so on fire in 03 so it was like um 02 to into 03 so it was like i think that overshadows anything that the game ever really did and no one and most people would just want not ever just you know um, move off of that or, or look anything different because I mean and also it's like a lot of the best game stuff is like 400 you know multiple 100 300 bars on, yeah he's just <laughs> jumping on G in his head so it's like it's not even necessarily like what are you gonna do so I mean you, got, you can run one blood and, and the like but you know what
0: you know it doesn't it, it is doesn't rough, really work because you can't you, cause you can't really play the songs that got 50 on them with you right
1: Ooh, good point very good point very good point. And also, it's like Fifty is one of those people that's like he's petty and like 50 be like, "Oh, that's my record." Yeah, I, I, like, he know. doesn't want to stay on stage with that dude. Nah. he don't do that. Like we'll he don't want to do. There were people are asking about the G Unit um, reunion tour, like similar to like the you know the Bad Boy twentieth or twenty fifth anniversary thing they did a couple years back. He was like, "Nah, never, never do that." And it's like, "Yo, that was like the best time of your career." That's when you like you can go on the tour and make a, a ton of nostalgia money uh, with with that. And you don't want to do that, all right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think Young Buck doing bad right now. So um, him and Banks don't speak really. Yeah, it's a rough situation there. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: it's amazing how like every relationship Fifty Cent ever has like like it always ends poorly. It's almost as if like he's an asshole. <laughs> Just a thought. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, um, Gucci, Gucci man versus Jesus. Gucci man versus Jesus. So, uh, if there are any Gucci man fans, y'all got some stuff y'all want to suggest to me. I, I'm, I'm willing to, to, to try to take a listen to see, see what I missed through, through all this time. But, um, yeah, you know,
1: um, yeah, so I guess we go to wrestling now. Um, well, actually, no, let, let's do this. NBA free agency.
0: Oh, oh. Oh, NBA free agency! Get there, I y'all don't... think I'm bad with this with this <sighs> Dan O'Brien conspiracy theory? Whoa! Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that part. I just thought about like highlighting
1: like where some people have, you know, faces and in places and you know landscape of the league. Um, yeah, man. Like, given to me, I'm looking at the West, and I. Don't know if the West is as deep up top as it was the last couple years. Um, yeah, like like, I feel like there's only two teams that can win the title out the West.
0: Yeah, the East has like slowly been getting better, even with losing Kawhi Mm -hmm. Um, after after that. Is it like if you look at last or not last year, but the year before that? It was like, man, both all four of those teams in the conference finals, like, could have went either way and anybody could have kind of got out. Cause you remember the Sixers lost, you know, on, on a game seven. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah, uh, after, what, <laughs> hit, hit went in and out, what,
0: twice or three times? Yeah. It like wow. bounced in the air off the rim and you know, all that stuff. And then you look back on it, it was like the Bucks and Celtics then. And, you know, so like, I think they've, you know, I feel like once you got four teams that are kind of battling it out, and mm-hmm. anybody can beat anybody, that's when you're in a really good place. Once you're at like two, like the West is like now, it's like oh, okay, it's a little light right now. Yeah,
1: I mean, like the Blazers, the Blazers signed a shit ton of people, and their team has a lot of talented people. But and and like they're gonna shoot the lights out, or they're gonna put tons of points on the board. Just like they saw the same issue they had last year, they can't defend a soul. So, it's like, I'm not taking them serious if they can't defend. Um, no offense, like, they're going to be a blast to watch. And I could see them possibly being the two seed. But by just overwhelming teams and the travel and everything and the amount of depth they have. But they got to defend eventually. And they ain't got it. Um, so, I'm, you know, for me, I think, like, you know, they're probably going to be the three seed. I probably think be the three seed. But I just, I'm still coming back to Lakers Clippers. Like, I understand, um, the Montrez Harold thing is, is funny and whatnot, and it's very spiteful. It's very, it's very, very spiteful. But I think them getting Serge Ibaka and actually being able to scale up and down with with Zubac and, like, not just be like, oh, yeah, Harold's out there and trying to, good luck with, with Jokic. Like, I, I feel like their team makes more sense, um... Like, traditionally, and then, like, you can rely on Marcus Morris to, you know, fill that void that, like, Harold left at, at times With if they want to go small. So, um, I think I like I them. still
0: think they're too small.
1: They're still missing. They're probably a big short. But it's like, that only really becomes a problem if you run into, you know, one of the better teams. Or, one you know, if you run into the Nuggets, that's going to be an issue. Um, if you run into... Um, the Lakers, it's an issue, but it's also going to be an issue with any team if your two best players score no points in the second half of Game 7. So it's like, <laughs> I, you know, it's like, yes, those are all issues, but also, like, I don't think that Kawhi Leonard is going to score zero points in the second half of a f- Game 7 ever again. I, I, I'm just going to bet on that. So it's like, I, I think that, you know, they were stuck between the the old guard of You know, Montrez and Shamit and, um, and Lou Will and, you know, this, the, the overachieving team they had a couple years ago. And then like, it's like, nah, low management, we got stars. We ain't worried about that. Like, I feel like now that they are, instead of trying to be both at the same time, they're just worried on being like, low management, win the fucking playoffs. So like, I feel like they know their identity. They're not having people, like, everybody's all in one direction now. So, and also, like, all of them got embarrassed last year, so it's also like, you don't want to go out like punks. So, um, I feel like now they all have a goal of like, look, we all we all have something to prove here.
0: Yeah, hi right. Clippers clip going clip like that, that's <laughs> that's, what, that's what it comes down to. It's a, at liquor, the end of the day.
1: fans, it's one of the weirdest rivalries ever, bro. Like, it, I've never. seen I a promise you, it's
0: not a rivalry.
1: That's my point. But y'all so dismissive <laughs> of them dudes and it's like, that's what what, I'm saying why?
0: Because is, it's like.
1: No, only, let me get my point. The Lakers fans are so dismissive of the Clippers that even when the Clippers do anything, it even like y'all just, it bothers y'all that they even like are trying. Y'all just want them to suck forever and not even try. And it's like, damn, bro, like
0: that's it was not kind of better works. off that way. Cause, cause that was, they was kind of cute when they did that. <laughs> you know, the, the baby Clippers, the, you know, the joints on oh, the Bons head and, and, and uh, David yeah, Miles. you know, you know the the mid 2000s club with Baron Davis that that was kind of cool actually. But like you know what, all this live this, city the change, shit. But the change oh, was Chris man. Paul
1: was not allowed to come become a Laker. That's what the change yeah, was. That's, you know I I okay. didn't Fair like enough. that. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair I enough. didn't I didn't I stopped.
0: didn't like them trying to trying to cover up the 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 um the banners and all that. Like nah, man, like you you, you know what it is. Like oh, y'all need to go ahead and get your own building, which they're gonna do. It. But even though even then, that's on the grounds of you know yeah all That's that's our, that's our hood, kind of, you know, that's still. Like, yeah. Yeah. I so, you. um, but yeah, like, ain't nobody think about no Clippers. Like, that's why it was so funny when they, when they lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny.
1: It's hilarious, uh, man. But yeah, I mean, I guess we, I, I mean, I, can we talk about the Lakers? Yeah, can we
0: talk about the Lakers? You,
1: you, yo, um, yo, Rob Polenka. Yeah they have an answer for seemingly everything. Like, the only thing that I think could screw them, because I think even Marquis Morris, Morris is coming back, so it's like, yeah, I thought that. When you can trot out, was probably the starting line was probably to be like, uh, Schroeder, uh, probably Wes Matthews, um, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Marcus All, and then off the bench comes Caruso, KCP, who was a starter on last year's team and made a ton of big shots at the end. Um Kuzma. And Morris. And then, and then and Mar- Morris and Montrez Montre- Montre- Harold Har- Har- is like they're and also like we're probably gonna play the uh the, the rookie y'all had last year, uh Thorn Tug, the light skinned dude that uh that yeah. was on, that was playing in the Rocket series pretty well.
0: Yeah. Like he might get a little burn.
1: Well, People love him, like the the way they were. The, you know how it is when it comes to some rookie or whatever else, and like he plays in games, and like the whole entire team's super hyped for him. And, like they think that dude is going to be good. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, and the people also like talk about like you know he was a sleeper in the draft, and look at his wingspan. So he might actually be a valuable uh, contributor. Or I don't know if you've seen player, what he's basically.
0: built like. Like he's built like so hilarious.
1: Yeah, he's he built. Lo- yeah, he looks. He looks. Uh, I don't want to say awkward. He, but like,
0: why are your arms so goddamn long? right yeah and he got like it's like eric gordon with like super long arms that's a good point yeah because it's like
1: (laughs) eric gordon's one of them dudes is like he's bigger than you think he is because he's not like chiseled but then when he was in his prime and it was like but he'll all he also has all that weight and he'll bang on you it's like yeah yeah i get i get exactly what you mean um but yeah, like that <coughs> team has an answer for, ver- I mean, obviously when you have LeBron and AD, you got a lot of a- damn answers anyway, but it's like, you want to go small? They have the best four, five small combination ever. <laughs> if they want to go big, like I was talking to you off air, uh, like does LeBron is like the three, four, five of LeBron AD and Marcus Gasol, is that the most sk- skilled three, four, five front court ever in NBA history and like, like, really, the only conversation, the only thing I'd come up with was, like, the 86 Celtics.
0: Yeah, and the only thing I could really think of was, like, 2014 Spurs or 2013 Spurs, like, with Diao in there. Like, maybe Diao and Gasol at this point in his career are comparable, but um, it, it's it's. I, I think this is, has a chance to be one of the better Laker teams ever. Um, <clears throat> like, if this if this was a normal schedule... Like, yeah, this
1: would be, this, this looks like, if this was a normal schedule, this would look like, you know, 60, 66-ish type wins, a huge, uh, win differential. And, I mean, think about it. They went 16 and 5 in the playoffs. Like, they could, they could have, have a, they could potentially, if they stay healthy, relatively healthy, they could do better than that.
0: Yeah, uh, so, we lost a little yeah. athleticism, a little toughness, I think. But think so? Yeah, athleticism. Yeah, because yeah, Dwight was still very athletic. For, That's true. Um, you know, I guess what he was I'm doing. I guess
1: I'm more thinking of like Schroeder, or is more athletic than Rondo. So I thought it was okay. I get yeah. you. I get you.
0: I get you. Um, <clears throat> but you also are it, a lot more it, skilled. It, You're so much more skilled. So much it, more. skilled it, It's amazing. Um, what what Clutch Sports has been <laughs> able to do. Um You ain't you you're not gonna give a shout out to Palenka
1: and bro, you ain't seen them waves. I mean I mean Rob
0: look (laughs) Rob is is doing what Rob does. Like I believe in Rob Polinka. I you know if if he was good enough for Kobe, he's good enough for me. So um however, there there's an agenda at play here, and I'm shocked that this is just allowed to slide. Um you know this this player in the middle of his career has started a sports agency to funnel people toward him and circumvent the salary cap but that's not to true make, look to make people take less money like what is montres harold doing playing for 9.5 million dollars next year have you heard what his actual market was
1: i have not okay so there are, two, there are two things at play. Uh, one, there's like one school of camp where people say that he has $60 million offers. Then that another, makes sense. Right. Then there's another camp <laughs> that says he couldn't find anything that he actually wanted. And so he signed this one and one so that he could play, he could re, re um, given how bad it was, his member, like, it was, he was mentally shot, he was out of shape with the bubble situation, um, like, the, so, like, his, his grandmother died, and his grandmother the first person that, like, got him into basketball or whatever, so it was a big emotional thing. He hated playing, or not hated, but, like, he had, like, we talked about with the issues with the Clippers, like, he, he, he had issues with Kawhi and, and Paul George, especially Paul George, and... Like, he was like, fuck it, I'm gonna go bet on myself and do this. And then once I get this yeah. off me, then I'll go get, I'll go cash out. So it's like, if there were $60 million deals, I would like know where they're from because it's like, I guaranteed it was nowhere he actually really wanted to play. Like, imagine, imagine like you starting the league in LA and then like, oh yeah, you gotta go to Charlotte with Gordon, Gordon Hayward. Like, I wouldn't want to do that.
0: Uh, like, so it's I get just- it. It's, I get it. It's mighty funny how how, you know, these dudes like take these one year deals or whatever. These dudes on all, all on clutch, mind you, KCP, him, A D, to basically so they can get their burr rights absorbed by the franchise and then like get back to free agency quicker and then just re sign it and who ends up benefiting from all this? LeBron. It feels illegal. <laughs> it feels like there's a rule to be made on this. What would be the rule? Like, if your homeboys
1: have a sports agency, you're not allowed to, the players that are also signed aren't allowed to be on here. Like, I don't know how that would even work.
0: Right. It feels like they're going to invent something. Just like how, you know, they, they, um, always update white supremacy. Like, it feels like the NBA is going to go ahead and, and update something. I don't know. It just feels funny. Like, when you see these dudes, like, you know, like, what are you doing here on this contract? I mean, there's also a situation where, like, not everybody in Clutch is actually a Laker. Like, right. Tristan
1: Thompson is a Celtic,
0: for fuck's sake. Right, um, but at the same time, Tristan Thompson was was, was basically held at gunpoint to, to get a contract before that he damn sure shouldn't have been touching at, at that time. Like, well, was he? Like LeBron was out here, like I ain't gonna re-sign until y'all y'all no, sign this dude I and, get you, and but all this shit. But
1: but that's the leverage that like any superstar could have exerted on their end. It just LeBron did it as well. It's like you don't think Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving or Giannis right now. You don't think Giannis right now, who has a sign that extension, is sitting there that they would love for him to sign. You don't think that they that uh, the Bucks didn't trade three fucking first round draft picks for Drew Holiday. Uh, you don't think that had anything to do with him just saying, all right, we'll see what you do this offseason, if I sign this decision or not. Like, everybody uses their leverage in that way. I Honestly, LeBron has done it more than anyone else. I get that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's noticeable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. It absolutely is. Um, I, but I don't know how you curb it.
0: Right. Um I think they they tried to do their thing like and put it in place where you know you had to have a college degree and all that. that that was never gonna fly because Clutch is already too deep in the game but um you know you start thinking about Clutch and then you start thinking about uh Rock Nation and you know the the two labels you know mm-hmm. um and, and also the part you know, where, like you
1: have a college degree is like oh that's also that's racist yeah yeah like you have to, oh so you have to get so you have to get you have to get a piece of paper to tell you that you can agent somebody since when where else in entertainment is that true
0: yeah yeah it's um it, it's gonna be interesting because like there's gonna be a lot of characters start coming into play like james harden and Giannis, uh and we going not see where they end up because this ad thing if he's waiting on on Giannis, like there's like you know, possibly some next summer to, that says Giannis may may become a Laker too, and that to me that just feels really weird because it's like, all right, like how much help y'all need? Like, god damn! Like,
1: <laughs> I don't think that's actually gonna happen. I think that's something to the you know drum up interest in the league, but I don't really think like that those machinations would ever happen. Actually, I mean but then again it's like I didn't think that Kevin Durant was gonna be a fucking warrior and it happened too. So um I get what you're saying, but like I think I'm I'm still more or less like you know, I'm not I am I I need to see it to actually believe that would ever happen. Um I, quite frankly, if this if this fucking Bogdanovich deal goes through, I think he signs the extension. Like, they would have won the East this year, but <laughs> They basically fucked up, they fucked up their, like, if they lose Giannis because of, because they could not get a sign and trade for Bogdanovich, I am going to, that would be more some of the most incompetent shit ever, um, like, okay, so, I thought, you know, if they had got Drew Holiday, had Bogdanovich, and you throw out as a starting lineup of Holiday, Knock on wood, he's been healthy. Bogdanovich, Middleton, Giannis, Brooke Lopez. That's a hell of a starting five. Um, they don't, they're not going to have that, but I still think they're better because they have Drew Bledsoe instead of Eric Bledsoe. I'm sorry, uh, they have Drew Holiday instead of Eric Bledsoe. So, um, they're still a threat to win the East, even, you know, accounting for whatever this um, this Nets thing will look like. Like, I, I still need to see the Nets play defense. But um, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really fun, and like you know, injuries are gonna come into play. Like I don't think that the uh, the, yeah, the Lakers yeah, are so far ahead that injuries are just going to um like their margin of error is like oh no one get in, or they can get sustain injuries and still just walk. I don't think that at all.
0: Yeah, Clay Thompson uh, going yeah. down with the Achilles, very uh, saddening. One of my favorite players in the league. Um, really wanted to see the Warriors get back together and compete. Yeah. And we ain't gonna get that ever anymore. Like I think it's it's a wrap you think it's done? I think it's a wrap, man. Like I mean Clay's not the guy that, you know, relied on explosive athleticism before. However always, always running. He was always running. He and, and the space he did create, you know, he had that top flight body to do so. Yeah. So and, he'll know, be a little bit slower, a little bit older and, yeah. and you worry about his rough. you worry about his
1: defense in the future too. Like that yeah. dude was that one of the best defenders of this generation and that might be done now.
0: Um Yeah. yeah I, I, he, I, I he, yeah. He might just be, you know, out there like like Novak pretty soon. Oh man. I mean, he could probably play in the league as long as he want because you know he oh, can yeah, shoot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he'll be
1: he could play till he's fifty if he wanted to get, with that kind of fucking jumper. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. That does stink. I, man, I didn't gonna really be a thought about style that. Out there, sorry, man, gonna be a turnstile out there. <laughs> Maybe, hopefully, he comes back. <laughs> um, you know, like they pick Wiseman, this made sense. Like that's for fit. I don't know how good he actually is. Just like we don't know how good anybody is for this draft. Like frankly, um but it's a fit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, but it's a fit situation. And if he turns out to be better than Kevon Looney, and can, you know, add more things. And like that could, that could buoy them. Um, as you know, the, their top three gets old, um, or older. So, um, I'm not, I'm not willing to, I, I don't, I'm, I don't, I think you're a little, uh, let's phrase this. I don't want to write them off yet i'm gonna say it like that i don't want to write them off yet maybe they maybe i should just as just as a um just using my brain but i don't like they was around for so long it was so good for so long i don't want to write them off yet like i want to see steph and, and clay and draymond get another run at this um and then we'll see so like you know i guess 2021 like everything is-, is when we'll actually see if they actually are really done
0: it's like, are they the real Spurs? Like, because it's like everything on NBA history tells me this is this is finished, right? Like, but right. maybe they're the Spurs. We're gonna see.
1: Yeah, and it's like they still have that massive advantage when it comes to shooting. And there's like, I, I get, I, I, I need to see them. I need to see them put in the coffin first. I need to see them healthy and get beat first before I do that. And obviously, it's like, well, if they keep getting hurt. That's, it's a wrap there and that's kind of where they are now but like I want to see them be healthy and then get beat first before I write them off that's kind of where I am on that um mm. besides you know whatever the fuck 2016 was that's just <laughs> I still can't believe they lost that fucking series but, but yeah um that's kind of where a I am sc- on it
0: a scam a work a screw job a screw job
1: <laughs> a screw job so um Trying to think of anything else out, out of uh, free agency. I mean, you want to talk about Gordon Hayward?
0: Oh, I guess yes. So we can tie it in with Lamelo. <laughs> oh my god, I think I'm gonna get in trouble on, on air. Um, on
1: air? Okay. So this had is a
0: honest. had a, ble- a bleeper ready, but
1: oh lord, um,
0: <sighs> you gonna make this show super long to edit? <laughs> <laughs> I will try. I will try to do my best. Okay, Gordon Hayward. Signed a four year, $120 million contract. Yep. Get your money. No problem with, in theory, a player getting their money. Right. Mm. But why this player? Why this guy off this broke, this 30 to 31 year old? I'm not sure how old he is. That sounds about right. But I remember. He was college age, as I was, you know, around the end of what college age is. I believe he came out as a sophomore, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe a junior. However, Gordon Hayward has not been the same since he broke his leg slash ankle. Mm -hmm. Gordon Hayward was in his locker room with all these dudes that played his position, like Jason Tatum, like Jalen Brown, that were all better than him. This feels like part two of a Chandler Parsons ass contract. Gordon Williams does not get this. Gordon Johnson does not get this. Mike feels like he has to pay for a free agent. Mike may be catering to demographics here, trying to get people whenever they're allowed to show up here and have a have a familiar face you know to, to to see even though you know they don't know him from Adam but y'all know what I'm talking about um oh you know about all the nba uh fan favorites
1: on teams like Bruce yeah, <laughs> being a meme birdman in miami yeah we we know My, our shit uh the boy deli and and why does lebron always have a a a a, man, a white man mascot it's not it's not he's doing this on purpose look, it just happens
0: look jordan had one
1: Oh, the Kirk. the O
0: the O1 Lakers have one Lakers had one Mark Madsen. Yep, yep. Um, Ain't no like no crowd favorites. Yeah. So, Gordon Hayward has turned one single Western Conference All Star appearance into all this lifetime NBA money. I just want to know how how it keeps happening, James. How how does he do this?
1: Well, you said a Western Conference All Star. Uh, he left when he was like twenty seven. He's entering his prime. Okay, I don't think you have
0: issue with money with the deal he signed in in Boston, right? No, none. Okay, so I don't either. Because at that the time, thing. you you signed the twenty seven year old right. all star right. that's coming off, that's healthy, that right. has had no you history know of, you're right. no, no history of anything, right? Like you do that, right? I but think
1: this, the, <laughs> I think the thing is, for well, one. Let's not necessarily kill Jordan in the way that I, th- I thought that we should have, um, before I found this out. There was a market for him in this range. They weren't the only team that was willing to get, go four years, a hundred million dollars for him. Like, that's were- part of the problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on. There's more than one dumb team. Like, right. what? Right. <laughs>
1: um, and okay. So the, I think the thing mostly is, I think people look at it as if, he hadn't have turned his ankle. Um, and when he played, he was averaging like 17 points a game. He was a good facilitator. And he was fitting with these with these guys that, you know, when he wasn't playing, they were pissed off that he that, and thought he was better. But, like, once he started playing, it changed, and they were a good-ass team. He's also a good defender. And then he got hurt again, and then, like, the playoffs happened and then like yeah i remember like when they were down when they went down oh two to the heat when they lost those two games they shouldn't have lost like it was looking like hey bro like w- can he play on that ankle can he play and he came back and he couldn't do much because he was still hurt so i think a lot of that comes down to you know we saw it in the above bu- in the ugly right in ugly and you look at that con or that um the last year and that player option he had, they were like, oh, he's taking that. And then I remember like right after the finals ended, uh, Rosillo was on the ringer. I was on a ringer podcast. I think it was his podcast. It was like, he may opt out. And once you hear these may opt out, it means you already know that he realized he feels like there's a market for him to where he can get maybe not $34 million a year, but multiple years at big money. And it happened to be there. Like my thing is, I don't get if he was healthy, go ahead. But he's been hurt so often I, that I don't understand how you give that dude that money that money when he's basically on either he's on the wrong side of thirty or he will soon be thirty. And I just like, want to know how do you look at West, look at Russell Westbrook? Talk about how he has the worst contract, or or, or even a Chris Paul, how or not Chris Paul anymore after the, the Thunder season, but like last season, last off season. Chris Paul has his untradable worst contract because he like multiple years for $40 million. Look at Westbrook this summer, or not, fall, winter, and say, that's a terrible contract. Look at, he's on the wrong side of 30. Look at all the knee injuries he's had. And then come to, like, Gordon Hayward and say, because they're making he here. $10 million <laughs> less Here is like, I get that you can move, um... You can play with Hayward off the ball in a way that you can't really do with Westbrook. However, it's Russell Westbrook and that's <laughs> that's Gordon Hayward.
0: Gordon Hayward. Russell Westbrook is gonna be a Hall of Famer. Like right. fuck out of here. Like, right. like 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 where is this injury forgiveness for DeMarcus Cousins? Like oh. like why is he why is he hanging around on minimum deals? I know he just signed with the Rockets, but oh, he, and, I, I think they give him he just signed today. With oh, the because Rockets. oh let's be fair, like Cousins has even worse history, or
1: injury, history, or injury than, um, or injury history than Hayward. That yeah. man tore an Achilles. That man tore, a, that man tore, ACL. That man tore a quad in the finals. And then last year he got hurt. How do you get hurt? I don't even remember how he got hurt last year.
0: In a workout.
1: Like what happened to him though? Was think it an ACL? He got
0: a, I think he got Achilles. I think.
1: I thought the Achilles. No, was, no was ACL. It, uh, it was ACL. Sorry. Yeah, like he has. And also like, you know, when it comes to big guys, it's always, you had lower, you had below the hip, you had lower extremity injuries and you weigh 280 pounds. I, I get why, I get why people are scared that and also the league has changed where like, they don't want to pay big man at all in, until Anthony Davis eats a motherfucker up and then they want to pay him, motherfucker. So I, I, so, you know, I, I, I get it. I think it's overstated, but I was talking to uh, my brother Daniel about it. It's like, Yeah. Marcus not is never gonna be max player again unless he like plays a full entire season where he's healthy and he looks like Demarcus Cousins. And when's the last time he fucking seen that? 2017. So so like back yeah. to Hayward. I I I, I, I once I I I was with you until I heard there was a mark for him. It's like, well, shit. If, if that's the price, if if idiots want a lot to pay him, we're supposed to turn down the money. Y'all all idiots. Yeah, he's always like, hurt.
0: You know? He's you know on, he's if not if, be if he was on clutch, he'd turn down the money. <laughs> you know? He would sign a nine million dollar deal, you know. Uh,
1: um but what I will say is Because there was also talk of signing trades, because you really want to go back to, to the pay, or go to, back to Indiana, so the Pacers, he wanted to sign and trade, but over you know Danny Ainge dragging his feet again on an
0: asset to, to try to flip Boy, something. don't this always it's, happen?
1: Right. The the uh like the only time that man has ever been opportunistic was when his his most aggressive move was trading back to like let them get Markel Fultz so he could get uh, Jason Tatum in another and pick another and swap another and pick up another asset. That's the most aggressive move he's ever made. It's like his most aggressive move was being super conservative, and it worked out. But um, you look at. The sign and trade package that they were trying to get around was like Miles Turner for Hayward in like something else, and it's like they didn't want Miles Turner. Miles Turner shoots; he can shoot threes. Like obviously, you, you worry, you worry black shots, but y'all, you know, you worry about like where his health can be long term because he was one of the dudes that was like f- docked in the draft for like flags because he runs funny, and they think that could be an issue for his uh, knees or ankles and stuff. But um, you just got gobbled up. In the finals, by Bam, because like Tice can't guard a dude to save his life, he's way too small. He got thrown around. Maybe you could use Miles Turner, like, so it was weird for me that like they didn't want to do that, but it's and and then like we'll just run as is, it's like, bro, like,
0: losing for fixed, nothing, you,
1: you lose, you just lost for nothing, like, you could have gotten somebody that could help you against a certain matches against certain teams. Um, you know, and, like, let, you know, your young guys grow together, and you'll still, you know, you already have them under contracts, or, so, or, so you can pay them whenever they, you know, they reach uh, whatever, or reach, um, you know, extension time. Like, I think they they extended uh they gave J.C. the max, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I don't, I don't get what the Celtics are doing, and, like, it, you know, I think, I think they're capped out. Like, you know, we go back to 2018, we thought, that like, that was going to be, that run, you know, from getting that bounty of picks for the KG and, and Paul Pierce trade. Like we thought like he's what he's buying this time for like 2023 and whatever else. And they're going to be this, you know, title, constant title contender team. Um, once we get to the two thousands or mid two thousands, early to mid two thousands and or, or early to mid 2020s. And nah, because LeBron prime just does not end. <laughs> It was, it just, like it was always a waiting game of he gonna win on LeBron, but like shit, the sun the the sun might of uh, might wind down before LeBron does. So I don't well, know how, but
0: they signed Tristan Thompson.
1: Yeah, but that's another thing. Like they're going to be, I, I think they're going to be better hey, than last if, year.
0: If you, Danny Ainge, do you sign Tristan Thompson? You know, you do you bring clutch into your building? Because I don't.
1: I don't think he cares. I think it was more of a. I, Look, I just got I just got fees or uh, or fees thrown around and against Bam Adebayo. I know who ain't gonna get thrown around by Bam Adebayo. Mm-hmm. Um, like like I, I think the what's the story? I think the story is that this the Celtics haven't had someone average ten rebounds a game since like two thousand seven. Al Jefferson. <laughs> so it's like, what? Right? <laughs> like how the fuck? Well, one is like that's how you know like. How unhealthy KG was almost like the second he got there, like he was there and then he blew, he hurt his knee, missed that All Star game in 08, and then came down off the alley with Rondo with a knee injury, and then like it's, that was the effective end of his prime. He 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 still made an All Star game, it was still great, but like the 24-13, uh, like three blocks, two three blocks a game and four assists, KG that was done once that man got to, like after the first few months in Boston, but yeah, just. That as an element that, like, they were just so small. Like, it was just, like, it seemed like there was just a bunch of just six three-ass guys and a small little point guard. I'm sorry, six eight-ass guys and a small point guard, and they got bullied against the Heat. And, and Tris is going to help that. So, like, I'm, I think they'll be better this year than last year because, obviously, the growth of Tatum and, and, and Jalen Brown, and they're tougher now. But I think With Hayward leaving, they've capped their, 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 I think they capped their ceiling. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to ever win a title. Unless some, unless they get a trade for a bit, for a better player somewhere, like if they flip Kimba and, uh, and keep hold, keep hold of like Tatum and Brown and end up getting like some, some, you know, disgruntled all-star. I, I don't think like as is that team is going to become, is going to win a title. I just don't.
0: It's very hard to feel sympathy for the Boston Celtics. Oh,
1: well, you're a Lakers fan. Yeah. Like that's that,
0: that's
1: not like that's not being no. that's just being a hater. Like it's all that you
0: is. Know, it, it, it just don't. <laughs> you know, I I, I just I, I don't feel their pain. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, can't relate. I get it. I get it. Can't relate. I get you it. know. You know, Danny. You know, give Danny Ainge uh, the benefit of the doubt. Can't see it. You oh, know, can't can't, can't... can't can't exactly, you know... Can't so, commit.
1: You know. So, uh, what was I going to ask you? So, do you know when training camp starts?
0: Bro, training camp starts like next week or something. Right!
1: <laughs> next week! That's ridiculous!
0: <laughs> LaMelo Ball, Rookie of the Year. Write it down. Oh, man... Yeah, yeah, so, but anyway, let's get to wrestling now.
1: Um, WWE Survivor Series, an hour and a couple minutes to show. Let's get to wrestling. Oh, this Shit. wrestling podcast. Um, yeah. WWE Survivor Series happened last night. What were your general thoughts on the
0: show? Because
1: <laughs> I have some general thoughts, and I saw some people whose opinions I respect their general thoughts, and I can't believe their general thoughts, but let's, let's, I want to hear what you thought of it what you, before um, you saw
0: of it. So the opener, uh, featured Seth Rollins being the first one, uh, eliminated. Uh, well, I'm just here to tell y'all the next person eliminated was me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did not survive that match. And by that, I mean, I fell asleep on this goddamn show. You know, I was like, Oh shit, nothing matters. And I was struggling. And all of a sudden, you know, I woke up and the tribal chief is in the ring and I'm like, Oh, um, yeah, I missed this whole shit. Um, but I was able to rewatch, uh, uh, the, the Reigns and McIntyre match. Thought it was a good match until, you know, they got to do the goofy ending and all that. I, I, I liked the presentation of it. Wish it was a more high profile situation because the Survivor Series are like, they're like goofy all-star games kind of to me. And it's like, there's no, there's no real fallout from Drew losing, even though they, you know, do the interference and all that. Um, nothing, you know, on the show, I think is, you know, n- nothing happens like as far as the guys being eliminated. Um, just pretty much an all-star game from, from everything that I picked up um, from there. But I did see the Undertaker's retirement thing. And when I tell you something being pointless, feeling like it was like, Oh my God! Like you, you got it. Like about thirty minutes of entrances. Everyone from the Godwins the Sav- Savio Vega, Kane in the gimmick, Sean, Triple H, um, just tons of people from the Undertaker's career. Rikishi showed up. Uh, yeah, so he did show up, James. Um, uh, all the BSK was there. Booker T was there. uh just just tons of people in the ring. Um, and then. They play this video package for The Undertaker with, you know, the rock music and all that. All those guys disappear, so they don't even, like, come in contact with The Undertaker. He doesn't even, like, salute them or anything. But Vince McMahon's in the ring looking 7,000 years old. And Vince starts, you know, choking up about The Undertaker and all that. And you just kind of wonder about the message they're sending here. And then they cut to, like... I don't know if it's like a eight bit version of like an Undertaker theme song, like they're playing, like it's weird. And then like Undertaker's real theme hits, he comes out and they're shooting all the fire around. They've got this man rising up on a platform to get in the ring. Like they're fully like just doing all this stuff and no one's there. So it's just awkward as fuck. Um, they, <laughs> they are piping in all the noise, all the thank you takers. Like he's cutting promos and they're like, putting the, um, the piped-in part in for him to pause for it. Like, it was so weird. Um, he cut, like, a short promo, and then he basically did his Undertaker salute. To, he goes on one knee. Undertaker on one knee. Ha, 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 ha. ha. Um, and hologram Paul Bear comes out, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, it, it, it just... It wasn't meant to be funny at all, but it was just like thinking about everything that The Undertaker has done that I listed last week. that Undertaker candles dropped and they're fucking hilarious. Um, and you see this and you're like, what did they do all this for? And the whole time I was looking for an angle to happen. Like I thought somebody was going to jump out on them. There was going to be some bullshit. Nothing happened or whatever. But you saw it and then this was like, this 30 years of The Undertaker. And then I'm just like, Bro, like, we let the Undertaker go a long time ago. Um, yeah. and Vince, is, it's just Vince celebrating, you know, the old days again. It was like, dude, I don't know if you remember when I told you I went to Raw Reunion last year, and yeah, it was like, I was thinking of, bro, I, I felt like it was like the season, the series finale of WWE. It was like, brought all these guys back. We looked at the good times, and here we are now. Like, you don't really need to see much else. Because they're always looking back. And if it's a true retirement ceremony, and unfortunately, they've run the well with the Undertaker. They burned it so dry that nobody believes it. Right?
1: And, uh, And or no one cares. It's both. Right.
0: So... I feel like I couldn't emotionally invest in that, but oh, okay, that's the last time I'm going to see the Undertaker. Right. So I couldn't really relate on that level, yeah. and I imagine that was the same for a lot of you know other people. Just like Danny Ainge can't relate, you know, to his pain. Look, um,
1: and one well, quick point is like this ain't the last time I see the Undertaker. He he on Twitter and cameo and shit now and Instagram. Yes. I'm going to see Undertaker like every day.
0: So it it was just really weird and awkward and like. They wanted to celebrate him much more than anybody else did, it feel like. Yeah. Um,
1: I have not watched it. Every time you are like the fifth person I've heard detail or describe it between you, Imp, Brian Alvarez, uh, Vin- Vincent Verihai, uh, <laughs> Michael <laughs> Sedgwick, uh, Mike, Mike Hanflit, uh, Adam Wilborn. So it's like for me, like to hear that. Like here, it's explained that everybody has explained this or broken this down. I believe to be fairly, fairly general or, uh, fairly, uh, fair, uh, reviewers. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I hear that, the thing is 35 minutes, I don't know how the fuck it actually went. 35 minutes. That sounds like something <laughs> that should be done
0: in like 12 minutes maybe less bro so there were like it was like 15 or 20 entrances or whatever yeah, and they all walked heard, to the ring i heard, heard their music right it's like, oh, okay, cool. And then they never interact with the Undertaker. The yeah. Undertaker doesn't see these they guys. They were banished
1: to the Shadow Realm, <laughs> so they could put in Vince. Vince, who, yeah. who apparently, like, from what I heard, looks like f- fucking General Apple, or uh, Papa Team, before he turns to Dark Lord Sith in and, 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 <laughs> and, and fucking Star Wars. So, he just owned it and, and just looks like someone melted. So, Look, yeah, and man. this is his
0: friend. Like this is his his friend that's been around for thirty years his worker. Yeah. For thirty years.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you were about to say something else. <laughs> no, nah, I ain't gonna do
0: that. <laughs> I'm about <to> say <laughs> this is this this is his locker room cop. Let's just say that. This is his locker room cop from back in the day. Oh man. So anyway, like bro, bro, you, you, you knew who you know who wanted to to be the undertaker so bad one day? Seth Rollins. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Um, so I think the thing for me
1: is it was a short, it was short words that he, that he gave. Um, and ultimately, you know that.
0: Oh, that was one thing is, I forgot. My this bad. is the
1: last time we're going to see him because he basically saved all of whatever he's really going to say for his eventual Hall of Fame speech whenever um, the pandemic, whenever we get vac- vaccinations and all that kind of stuff to where like. There will be a, uh, WrestleMania week in for, for him to headline. So, um, it's also that part at play as well. So it's like, uh, you know, I just, quite frankly, like, once the, they went to commercial break after the main uh-huh. event match, I thought that that was like them going dark. I had, I had completely forgot that the Undertaker thing was even a thing. Like, when I heard it, like, it even happened, I was like, oh, wait, that was the thing after the one the fuck they go to commercial as opposed to saying, and coming up. The Undertaker 30 year anniversary WrestleMania or sorry Survivor Series they didn't even do that it was like it just went black like it normally goes black is what I thought I turn that shit immediately off
0: I know what took me out of it the most it was like when Undertaker finally gets in the ring they hand him the mic and instead of being genuine with the audience and looking in the camera like this man breaks into the voice in gimmick or whatever doing the gimmick voice and I'm like oh my fucking god like I he's, know, he's re- but he's, re- he's
1: not retiring as, as Mark Calloway. He's retiring as the Undertaker, so he had to retire and gimmick, I, bro.
0: I like you get gimmick voice, okay, and I like, was okay. like, what the?
1: Fuck? This, this is what I'll say. That criticism is valid if he shows up to WrestleMania for his Hall of Fame or WrestleMania weekend <laughs> or his Hall of Fame speech. It gives you the gruff the gruffled voice. Then That's crown what, what, that was that fair? Is that fair? Crown like if he, yes, if he does the crown jewel voice, then that's when it's like, okay, that's fair to criticize. But he's in gimmick. Um, I think the thing where you mentioned about um, the way he was acting as if there was an actual crowd. I think, I mean, I get that. that um, I absolutely get that criticism, and I think it's fair. I also think from their perspective, th- for them, this is historical archival footage that they will be replaying and selling on DVDs for the rest of time, so they're not about to let the fact there's no fucking fans fuck that up for them, so they're going to do it as if there's actual fans there, and then over time, the, the people that, that watch this these archival footage won't know the context of there was a fucking global pandemic, there was a global, in, in the words of our, our UK friends, there was a global bastard in 2020 that fucked <laughs> everything up for everybody for an entertainment industry, so like, they'll just move on, they'll be like, okay, we saw the, like, the 30-second clip that they put on YouTube that was from 2020, and they'll put it up, you know, in 2030, 2040, or whatever else, when they talk about, you know, you know, the Mount Rushmore or, or Pantheon of WWE performers with, you know, Hogan and Rock and, and rocking them. So, I, I, from that perspective, like, I get it. Like they're both. I get it from both sides. I get them both sides. I think it's. I think it's perfectly fine to clown on it because it's the thickest shit ever. Um, and I also yeah. think, like, from their perspective, it's like, well, what the fuck how are he supposed to do? Like, y'all gonna clown us in real time because, like, we we're doing this for twenty forty, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, as far as the show, um, this show had some good wrestling on it at times it had some great wrestling on it but the but generally this was just a show a, a fine show that was made in my opinion lesser a lot lesser by the booking decisions the directions that the directions that make no that just go or where they're headed and also like what they did to some characters, um, especially like characters that it could, that could potentially have star potential. Bianca Belair. Hello. Um, yeah, I caught some of that. I, I think that the only two finishes that really makes sense was Roman winning by, with interference, choke out, um, McIntyre and Sasha beating Oscar. Outside of, oh, also Lashley beating Sami Zayn because who gives a fuck? Whatever, I'll give him that. <gasps> Outside of that, the other three. Well, no, no, no. I'll take that back. Let me. I, I'm, let me phrase this.
0: Sounds like the winners won the problem. It was like, like, no, no,
1: no, no. Just, because well, one particular winner was just like, well, two of them were just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, this happened like Raw beating SmackDown, five, sweeping SmackDown, down the men's side five zero is like absurd that's absurd yes. um the women's SmackDown, the women's battle royal was just fucking atrocious it's like some of the worst it's, it, it's some of the worst booking Vince has ever done which is a quite uh, you know quite an accomplishment um I don't have, like, New Day beating the, um, uh, I'm oh, sorry, uh, the Street House beating the, the New Day. My only problem with that is, like, the way that match, in it felt flat, like, that match should have won another, like, three minutes, um, or whatever else, but, you know, WWE, they don't do the, they don't like to actually really beat anybody that they think that they know makes money. They always, like, they beat somebody, and then you're supposed to try to, like, they want you to quickly forget they, they anyone's ever beaten, right? So, um, like, I get why they did the, the, they gave McIntyre that bell. Just beat fucking somebody. Like, if you're gonna give us this mash on short notes, build it like this, and then like have room and talk all that shit, either somebody needs to get beaten. Not know, oh, okay, well, whatever. They, you know, they, they, they had half of a great mash,
0: and then like, we cut it off. After and, and it's not won. like, It's not even like Drew's going to see the guy that fucked him out of the wind anymore. He's on a different show. Right. It's like someone's from raw should have came out and fucked drew McIntyre. Right.
1: And also like when we talk about, when I talk about the character motivations, I cannot get into the J Uso slave thing. I just can't. It's fucking stupid. It's fucking dumb. He, he is the final survivor or he's the last person against team raw he goes out, guns ablazing. He goes backstage. Roman says to him, "You lost because you can't control your team. You can't control your team because they don't respect. Because they don't fear you. They don't fear you because they don't respect you. They don't respect you because, uh, which means they don't respect me. And when they don't respect me, they don't respect the family. And if they don't respect the family, then." You, quite frankly, don't deserve a seat at the table. And then Jay walks off hurt by this, ignoring the fact that, like, your cousin's trying to fucking murder you and bully you and beat the shit out of you and make you into a cult, a fucking slave and a cult, you goddamn dummy. Why would I ever want to root for this dude in the long term? And also, I know he's never going to get his come up. It's on Roman Reigns, because it's Roman fucking Reigns.
0: (laughs) Solid point. Um... Like who is yeah. this for?
1: Like, if we're gonna make Jay into a single star, fine. If we are gonna make him a single star, doesn't he have to win eventually?
0: I look. I don't know why you, but I don't see Jay Uso uh, pinning the big dog Roman Reigns, and <laughs> the it, Tribal Chief
1: Roman Reigns. Right, as much as we love, and as much as we love the Usos, neither one of them should be pinning Roman Reigns. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I don't see what this is. And also, it's like, why am I supposed to feel bad for this dude that got his ass whooped and he's just following orders? He's not he's not standing up for himself. You know what it like, probably
0: is? What? It's, pro- it's probably going to play into whenever Reigns does lose, Jay's the him. bail. Jay's the bail, essentially. Gonna... Like,
1: okay, I can and see that... that. Yeah. And that's the bail. And then they have another feud they then Roman,
0: beats the shit out of them again
1: for the third fucking time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I did like the match um, b- leading up to you know the bullshit with with Drew and Roman. I thought they, they it took worked for, hard. Yeah, it
1: took It took a little game.
0: while to get going. <laughs> kind of Fuck, I was I was like,
1: yo, like this Roman, like. I've said it again. This is like the second time I've seen a Roman match. Where I'm just like, Randy Orton works faster than this. Like, he it, once it got going, it got going. It was damn fun. When they finally started wrestling, instead as opposed to slapping, laying around. But I, I, I don't see the need for this match. I had to go on 20, was it 25, 24 minutes. Like you could have had a, you, this match could have been done, especially with Heyman right there. Do this match in 18 minutes and, and go, and go collect your four and a half stars, Please. You know, I I just under I didn't understand it. It it was way it didn't it did not need to go that long. Especially when you look at the rest of the card and like you have traditional tag or Survivor Series matches. Neither one of them went even thirty minutes.
0: That's that's nuts (laughs) in itself.
1: (laughs) Right. It it was weird. And then like you you the Oscar and Sasha match could have used another four minutes or five minutes or whatever else. It, it, It this match didn't need to go that long. Um. You know. I guess you know.
0: Big mirror then, match, you again, know. Like if that match long hair dudes with beards that <laughs> that is jacked with belts.
1: Yeah, and I think like maybe, but then again, like if you tell Vince, like this match, I need to go that long. Will you give more match time to match the to, to, to pop more? No, he'll probably give more time for fucking ninja refs and and, and gobbledygookers in twenty four seven nonsense. So you know, who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, but yeah, it was it was a very good match. A very good match. Um, it it but once
0: it, especially once it got going it was great when it was going. Um, and yeah, I liked some of the near falls. I liked them doing the stuff outside the ring. Um, I, I liked, it. you know, it it was real uh, fight based, fight based. Yeah, it was like they were they were swinging at each other.
1: Yeah, I I do like the the part where these guys don't normally, um, use submissions, but they actually use them at like for, for near, near falls, uh, in the match, like the Kimura, um, yeah, from, that was for McIntyre where he, he basically roll, you know, inside cradles him inside cradles a spear, and then slaps on the, um, Kimura. Um, and then like, I i always suck for this spot. Like is someone, someone beats the 10 count and then someone immediately puts like, puts them away. I'm a sucker for that. Um, I, so like, I, that's like one of my favorite finishes. So like once he jumped on that man and slapped on that guillotine, I was like, I like it. Like I understand his interference or whatever, but like I, I, he put him away in a way that is like, I, I can't pin this fucking guy. I got to choke him out. Um, and like Roman needed a submission as a, as a heel. So that also works. Um, uh, but yeah, I guess we, in order of importance, we can go to the uh, Sasha in in, in um, Oscar match. They had another good ass match. Um, I don't think it was as good as their previous matches from earlier in the year, but um, I think of the work, I think some of the work holds up to it. Just this was just hurt by the fact that you've seen it so much um, this year, and they were working so fast, almost if like they had time cut, and they were like, nope, we're going to fit the same amount of shit we normally put in there. Um, and they were doing a lot of stuff that the commentary wasn't putting over. Like, they were wrestling like, this is part, multiple part of this series that we've had where we're countering each other's shit up a lot and cross each other up. And commentary didn't do that good of a job of putting out things that happened in prior matches. So I think commentary probably made this, or didn't help this match as much as it should have. Um, shocker. On WWE Wrestling. um but yeah I, at the end of the day like um the right person won um i like the sasha is in high speed mode with these craters with these, with these multiple craters 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 cradles and, and 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 pull outs and into counters of those for uh other um pinfalls um and i think you know i think they do a really good job with asuka against Horsewoman, where they have these um Non-decisive finishes that will make you want to watch them wrestle more. Um, well, aside from Charlotte, like, I'm, I'm more talking about Becky and Sasha. Like, <laughs> they, like, you know, she'll slap on, like, that, that freaking crank thing she did to, to Becky at Royal Rumble 2018 or whatever else, or, or 2019, and this, where they just, like, alright, we're going to go through, you know, jackknife covers and roll throughs, whatever else, and you just beat me at the end. Like, I, I like that. Like, you can beat somebody without necessarily, um and you can win at any time, but I'm necessarily like you have to hit your finisher and you have to hit your finisher again. And you have to finish it a third time and then they kick out and whatever. So I like those mm-hmm. kind of matches. Um. So yeah. Um. I think next match and level of importance would be the men's. Fuck that I'm not even gonna talk about it. Well, well let's talk about the, the good. Let's get the good stuff out of the way and then we'll you know go through. Smack or Smackdown tag champs. Street Profits versus Raw Tag Champs The New Day um they come down to the ring the New Day come out first and Big E's with them and it's like that would be so impactful if like they weren't just together
0: like Back in October, it had a, <laughs> you know, like, they've been separated for like three weeks. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Supposed, like they've been separated for multiple months. So it would have been even. It would have been even more. It, like it would. You actually been like that's really cool or whatever else. Like Biggie comes out. They have. They all have, like the Gears of War stuff that you know because of the merchandising yep. or the synergy. And then like they cut back to um, the gorilla position where you have Angelo Dawkins beatbox to the Undertaker's theme, and then his um, promo is great. Um, and then they come out, by the time they come out, like, <laughs> I guess, uh, Big E was the first person to be, like, snatched and, and, <laughs> and taken from the ringside area before they took all the ledges out for Undertaker. Um, yeah. but they had this great match, uh, where it's mostly just, it starts off, I think it starts off with, uh, Montez and, uh, Xavier. Then eventually Kofi gets in, and you think to yourself, "Wow, like those like Kofi and in, in Montez, like with the gigantic jump, huge jumps, and the frog splash, like they have so much in common um, as far as their athleticism." Um, yeah, then, they're both black
0: too. <sighs>
1: yes, they are both black. <laughs> um, but there also was a lot at play, where it was like. The Street Profits were kind of like wrestling like their heroes kind of like that's kind of where they put it like also like their manner way they were handling it like when the Street Profits came in or whatever it was like there was a lot of like love. It was almost like watching an all star game and then eventually like it changed and the new day started working heel while not actually becoming turning heel. Like they just started uh. working heel like they isolated, um, Montez Ford's ribs and midsection. Um, and doing a lot of cool stuff to his ribs and hurting them over and over and over. Um, ultimately, it leads to um, a uh, hot tag from D'Angelo that ends up getting Montez back in after there's even more work, but he goes to, for finishing um, Frog Splash, where he hits it, and he can't make the cover because his ribs too fucked up. Um, it was a great... uh I love that spot too as well where like someone's injured so they can't put someone away uh with, with whether it's a mission or slap, slap on a submission or pin somebody um and then like you have a trouble in paradise from <laughs> uh from Montez to Kofi and then um they even do the midnight hour they even attempt to do the midnight hour um it doesn't work in um it was a really good ass match. Um, ultimately, the uh, Street Proppers ended up winning. And it's like the older team put over the pushed younger team. Um, or the older team put over the push younger act. And like that will do them a lot of favors in the new day. You can beat them like a drum. They'll still be over tomorrow. So I don't want you to beat them drum, but like it was cool. So, <laughs> if you have
0: to. You right.
1: It's like. If, they need this win more than the right person the right team won so I like that and it was a good ass match I, I would say go back and watch it um All right. so yeah so now we get to the shits <laughs> the men's Raw the men's Smackdown the men's Survivor Series match. match yeah I can't think I can't think yeah uh, the uh, Survivor Series match Raw Smackdown oh boy this match went like 21 minutes 19 minutes some shit like that went way too fast. Um they sweep the uh, Raw sweeps SmackDown 5 nothing. Um there's a spot where everybody comes down to the ring wearing uh, the Raw shirts. On the back of the Raw shirts it says USA. People come down to the ring except for Corbin and uh Rollins wearing SmackDown shirts on the back I'm say Fox. Yep. Looking like fucking worker bees, um, except for the people they actually really want to push. Which is saying something cause it's still Baron Corbin, Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so you end up getting this weird spot where Kevin Owens in the ring, Seth asks a tag in. They're still they're working. They're still like um, talking about or playing to the fact that like they hate each other's guts from their feud from last year. Or oh, from the beginning of this year, or last nice year to of the beginning of this year. Um, tags him in. Go ahead, get in there. Seth Rollins gets on both knees, sticks out both his arms, and says, For the greater good, and do you do what you need to do, or do your worst, or whatever else. Sheamus bro kicks his face off and pins on one, two, threes out in the match. He rolls out the ring to the floor. Um That's the first ex- elimination of the match. Team SmackDown regroups and then well, before that happens, Kevin Owens looks at him looks at him and shakes his head like
0: New shit,
1: Pathetic. He's like, you're always gonna be you're you're always gonna be trash, aren't you? And then they group they group up together. Kevin Owens is back in the ring, he goes wild, it's him and AJ. He ends up uh hitting a bunch of he ends up knocking AJ out of the ring that leads to a jailbreak where he stuns like three different people. Everybody on Team SmackDown, from what I can remember, is on the rope. Especially Jey Uso, because he's in the shot. After he gets done with his barrage of, stun- of stunners, he turns around, and AJ's back on the apron. He has the phenomenal forearm on him and and, and goes to pin him. I see Jey Uso right there on the fucking apron, n- not under the rest at all, just watch Kevin Owens get, get pinned. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? What? Then... I can't remember the rest. I I, I may have just blocked that memory out of that, but like they sweep otis Jay yeah. Like, yeah, Otis is Otis is doing uh power spots with um Keith Lee during the match and they're basically like on fifty fifty in like uh in, in lockups. Um they both do a power move to each other later in the match, was okay. Uh, Otis in there a riddle that was cool at the time, or whatever else, even though Roshan being fucking TV. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it was just, it was just, it was just awkward. Oh, basically the finish, um, of it is, Jay Luz was the last person, he's in there with AJ, he lays AJ out, he's one for Uso, for the Uso Splash, the ref gets taken, um, uh I can't remember the gigantic uh dude that's with AJ. I can't remember his name. His What's
0: name right? is now Omos oh, or yeah. Almost, whatever. whatever.
1: He snatches he snatches it, uh AJ out to the apron as uh, Jay goes for the dive uh and then they finish him after that and that's what leads to what the rest of the night is with uh Jay Jay Uso having Stockholm Syndrome with fucking uh Roman I whatever. Um, so Keith
0: Lee actually got um some theme new theme music or it's like yes. he's rapping his own yes. theme again. And I just have, hard. I've got one question, James. Why the fuck didn't they do that in the first place? Yeah, it's too late now. If they knew they were going to do this. They didn't know they were doing <laughs> this. They seat in their pants. They were like, this isn't working.
1: This isn't working. This is working. And then they're like, oh, well, let's let, let's let them get it back. to Because people were mad about it. But it's like, you've already
0: like, you already
1: fucked you, it. You've There's already missed the boat. Out. You've already missed the boat. Like this, like he debuted. What? After SummerSlam? Yeah. Yeah, we have SummerSlam. We're in November now. You've cooled him, you've cooled him to death. Like, like if you want to try to heat him back up, I don't think he's too far going where you can't do that, but it's like,
0: like nothing he, short of a Royal Rumble win. And even then.
1: I don't even know who the fuck would win the Royal Rumble this year. Or next year. I it was, it was Especially yeah. like you're gonna do a Royal Rumble in an empty yeah. arena. Oof, that sounds that's a trap. At the trap. That don't don't remind me. But, but that sounds that sounds really rough to do a a match that is a popcorn ass, special attraction ass match. But is known for not having no kind of work rate and they, <laughs> with no crowd, they better they better try to put people in that crowd. Otherwise, it's it could be bad. It could be real bad. I think um, they're gonna
0: try to get fans in there.
1: They are staying safe. Look, don't don't. Don't bring your asses over the Bayside bridge. Stay your <laughs> ass down <out> there. <laughs> Don't do not bring that shit up here. Um so um
0: yeah, that's, uh the in the women's match. Yeah, oh, well, hold on.
1: In of the match was uh AJ tagged out Keith Lee powerbomb somebody or I think he, I think he powerbombed him, Jay, I can't
0: remember, but
1: whatever. Uh But
0: so what what did team Raw get for winning? Not a damn thing.
1: Oh, check this out. So apparently, the oh. storyline was that, like, AJ was so, he proclaimed himself to be captain, and the rest of the team couldn't get along. Whereas, and more or less, like, after they won, they were all happy. They All five of them were content. They were like, oh, no one lost. That's cool. And then they went away. I don't know what they did tonight, but. What a it was, story. Yeah, yeah. Really
0: <laughs> what a story.
1: Yeah. What booking. Yeah. So, uh. I'm gonna say the best for last, or by best I mean the worst. Uh, actually, I can't do that because there's something worse. So let's, let's do this: the women's tag team Survivor Series match. This was boy. Not, there was no good moments in it of wrestling aside from like Bianca and Shayna in the ring. Oh, Let me phrase this: when Nia Jackson in the ring, it was bad. When Shayna Baszler in the ring, it was okay. It was actually Peyton Royce had a couple at, spots that I like, too. Peyton Royce did some spots, but she still can't work. Um, same thing for, for Liv, even though I like Liv's spots more than Peyton Royce's. But Peyton hey, Royce...
0: I got one question. Yeah. Is Lana's gimmick like she's supposed to be a make-a-wish kid? That's how they're treating her.
1: Like, the commentators, she, like... I don't know. I don't know, but she may as well be.
0: Bro. Right, am I am I wrong by saying <laughs> the, that she may as well get making kid? Like, she's doing so well, she's hanging in there. I'm like, she get a check,
1: don't she? Bro, like, she may as well be Nicholas from a WrestleMania uh, 34, right? Oh
0: my god, am
1: I? And she like? She tagged. She blind tagged in. Did a little something. Realized she was in over her head. Tagged back out. Got scolded like a like a like a wounded fucking dog by um. Naya said, Get out the ring, get on the step, get off the apron Stand okay, on, the on
0: Abram with us. Yes. Get, not even damn.
1: get on the top step, get on the middle or bottom step. Then they pretended to wrestle, and it was like, Look, man, like Ruby's good. Bianca's very, you know, Bianca's good. Shayna's good. I'm over, I'm understating how good they actually are. You know what I mean? Like, they were doing these spots. Natalia fucked up. I don't know oh what my she, was God. she was going for. I know what she was doing. She, I don't know what she was going for, but then she was like, fuck she was this. awful in this match. She, but she said, fuck this. And then she just stomped um whoever. I think it was a Peyton Royce and slapped on a sharpshooter.
0: Um, yeah, like. Yeah, she was going for that move where you, like, tie up the legs and then you flip them over and you're pulling the arms where it's it's kind of like instead of doing him. a surfboard. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. She, the move just fell through. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um,. Bianca and um, and Lacey did a did a Spanish fly, which is like if you're gonna do that with Lacey Evans, and like you're basically killing that for everybody that does Spanish fly, because it's like she's not good at anything else except for like showing off her athleticism.
0: Like, I mean, at least in this match. Um, so, yeah, I saw Bianca's like, entrance, and I was just like, man, yeah. Such charisma, such personality, yep. such swag. Like, why isn't she just like 25 and 0 right now since WrestleMania, beating the fuck out of people, like going over everybody, becoming a star. Like, why?
1: Right. And then on the other end, you're like, you see Shayna when she's in, when she's in for Team Raw and like, she's by far and away the best wrestler there on, on Team, on the Team Raw. And it's like, y'all don't, y'all have her in this fucking dumbass angle. Well, you could like be using her like against Oscar or using her against someone else. And it's like, I, I, especially right now with no Charlotte and no Becky, is like you 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 have stapled her to Nia, and we know what that means. Yeah, she's just do, she's doing effectively nothing. I, it's like you brought up you brought her. Think about the Royal Rumble. Think about what. Bianca did in the Rumble think about what Shane did in the Rumble and think about what they've done with them since they've done both those things in the Rumble why the fuck did you bring them up
0: there's an argument that like the women may be but worse than the men
1: um I would say yeah yikes seeing that they're seeing Uh-oh. like I mean, okay who's being picked besides like Baron Corbin right Who's being picked at the top of Raw and SmackDown that just are flat out not good? Flat out stink.
0: Um
1: at the top of the card in Mel Single division
0: on both shows. The fiend stinks.
1: That that's fair. That's fair.
0: Strowman can stink.
1: Right. Right. But the thing is also with those two guys, those two those two guys are also over. Yeah. Like, they'd be out here pushing Peyton Royce, and... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bro, like, there's
0: no standards.
1: Like, or, there's none. Or, like, <laughs> Lana was her most over when she was a manager, and you fuck that, and now you are making her into... Like, one, she was a Jezebel at the beginning of the year, right? She was this person you're supposed to fucking hate, and now it looking bad for a span of a year when, like, all she did was, like... Go away. Right. Um... It, it, it's weird, but anyway, get to it, it is basically, um, it's down to, like, the final two, it is, um, Shayna takes out, uh, Ruby, so a, it is basically, like, four, four or five against two or something like that, I can't remember exactly, but, um, no, I think by that point, view, it's, like, it's, like, three or four against two, so it is Liv, once it's Liv with uh Bianca on one side, um and Shayna it is um Naya and and also Lana. So they get rid of um Liv pretty quick. I think they give her uh, a couple spots and they did a smart thing where like Naya is elimin- or one of them is eliminating uh live as, like, the other one, like, just, just immediately, like, grabbed her right before she realized the pin attempt the was happening, um, off the road, off the apron, uh, Bianca, so, you get this shot of, once, like, she gets pinched, she's like, fuck, I'm down one, one versus three, so, um, Bianca fights and fights and fights, she gets slapped in the, uh, to clutch, she gets, she gets up from the, from the mat, slowly crawls over, fights, 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 and collapses into the ropes. Shayna doesn't let go. She gets dis- DQ'd on five. So now it's three it's three to, uh, I'm sorry, it's two to one, Lana and Nia versus Bianca. Nia takes Bianca outside and uh, goes to, like, throw her, put her through a table. Bianca escapes, ends up throwing uh, Nia into a pair of steps. Naya gets up and, and then charges at Bianca. Bianca basically like low or um, back body drops her over the barricade. And as she back body drops her over the barricade, like it's the nine count, and she she tries to scramble the the, distance, the little short distance to get to the uh get into the ring. Ten count. So Lana wins as a sole survivor of Survivor Series, and effectively. Shayna is a loser, is a dumbass. Naya is an asshole and a dumbass. Bianca isn't a winner. She <laughs> tried hard, but she isn't a winner. And Lana, who got has been getting bullied and put through tables and abused by uh, the heels, doesn't show her worth in any way, shape, or form in any substantial way, gets ultimately falls in line with by with her bullier and then wins on a fluke circumstance and then celebrates if she just won a championship game like she should be popping champagne um this was an Ellsworth win
0: this was an Ellsworth level win you know but 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 they got women on the show you know yeah. so you know
1: um, you can't
0: can't fault them i guess pssst. you know <laughs> Um,
1: like, this was, this was... This is easily... Oh, I don't want to say easily, but, like, this this is probably the worst Survivor Series team match, like, since the brand split. Since the, since the brand split. Like, it, it was just... The booking was so bad. So bad. There have probably been worse matches wrestling-wise, um, but... It's like... You you didn't get in, you didn't get a soul over. Who the fuck do you get over in this match? And don't say Lana because you didn't get Lana over.
0: <laughs> if you I say think Lana, Lana I, if, if,
1: if you think that Lana got over in this match, then I think you're a fucking imbecile.
0: Yeah, um, I think they're they're planning on like some irony shit, like all this is supposed to be ironic or whatever with Lana. Like I I watched the um they showed all the times that Nia put it through a table nine times, and it's just like. It's just like why do you keep like i don't know like it's like they're taking like this long ass convoluted route to try to get lana over when hey what if y'all just tried like giving her some wins or something could you try that yeah. if you wanted to get her over right not the person I would push right but you know i i don't know man this right. this is w w e man right. like it, it, it's just so fucking stupid and it's like
1: I don't understand what this does for Naya. I don't understand what this does for Shayna. I don't understand what this does for Bianca. I don't really understand what the fuck this does for Bailey, who was the first fucking person beaten in this match by Payton Royce Hall people, who immediately got pinned after after this happened.
0: Yeah.
1: Or, or, yeah. uh, beaten after this happened, which is like.
0: So that was the goofy one right there. I, I called Italian, but it was like, Bailey. So, so yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So this is what I suggest. Rich, you've watched Stardom elimination matches. They're, Survivor, they're basically Survivor Series matches, except for the stip, simple added stipulation of over-the-top rope elimination.
0: They should adopt that immediately.
1: They should adopt that because they are so scared to death of beating anybody ever in these Survivor Series matches. All this political bullshit that you can just say, oh, I low bridge motherfucker that was charged at me. He fell over the top. Didn't pin nobody. Didn't submit nobody. Didn't didn't roll nobody up after they just hit. So, after they just ran wild or whatever else. They just beat. You just you just, you just got caught slipping.
0: You know, duck on a stinger splash. You know, right. It
1: right. match would be a lot more intriguing too. Oh yeah, there's also a spot that would happen in that women's match in that women's match where uh, Payne Royce gives a second rope. Oh yes. uh, Suplex to the floor over the group of people, oh, a group of women. Uh, to Bailey, and not a damn soul caught Bailey, or even tried yeah. to stop her. Like, she may as well f- fell through
0: a sheet of paper. Bailey fell on all that ass. We're moving on.
1: Um, so the next match, um, oh yeah, I gotta get my, my normal line. They must have went to the Mike Mazzana School of Not Catching a Bitch. So, uh, moving on, the last match, is fuck. I'm not even gonna give it, it was Sami Zayn versus, uh, uh Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley and like the rest of her business is dressed like pet dressed like fucking deacons. Um like they like yeah. they count like they count the collection plate. They look black black uh suit, black uh shirt, gold tie. Either they were a wedding party groomsmen or they were deacons. You choose. Maybe they were alphas, I don't know. Maybe they were alphas. But I don't think they were alphas.
0: They're going to like a high school homecoming or something. Oh
1: God. So yeah. Um just fucking stupid. Waste of time. Um not like Sami Zayn is doesn't want to wrestle this dude, but he wants to leave. They won't let him leave and let uh Bobby Lashley just get the count out. They're all surrounding him and cutting him off. At one point, Bobby or Sami Zayn gets out of the ring with the a rough back turn uh towards um What's his name? MVP. He accidentally trips over MVP and wants that to be counted as a, as a DQ. As a DQ. The ref won't allow it. Lashley somehow takes the ref. MVP grabs him by the nape of the neck, like you like, and throws him back into the ring. Lashley slaps on the, um, the, the full Nelson. Uh, it, this was the worst Sammy Zayn match I think I've ever seen. This was the worst Sammy Zayn match I think I've ever seen. Um, sad shit. Whatever, like if they want to beat them, beat them. Like, can he at least like? You've made their kind of own title a joke. Like, what? What is it with WWE making their fucking titles jokes? I, I, I don't know. Whatever. Like that was Survivor Series, and so like, it
0: was, it's funny you brought up the Deacons thing. We actually um, just got a message in our um, Twitter group thread from Sierra with C- Cedric Alexander and uh, Xavier Woods going face-to-face and the Hurt business surrounding them. She said, What in the Deacons is tired of the kids cutting up during the service <laughs> is going on here? <laughs> Shout out to Sierra.
1: I miss Sierra. Um. Yeah. Uh,
0: anyway. Um. Well, yeah, Survivor Series, I mean, I, I'll probably go back and check out the tag match if I get a chance. It had three good matches on it. Three very
1: good matches. Three very good to great matches on depending on how you feel about it. But it's Survivor Series and Survivor Series matches fucking sucked. Um and didn't put anybody over in whatever direction that leads to. The only direction it leads to in any of these Survivor Series matches was one this lana thing which I don't know why anyone would actually care about in Jey Uso the the Samoan slave. So I I I just like I don't I don't find a particular interest in this. Um, but whatever, like I would say, watch those three, three matches that I praise. The other ones just ugh, damage your brain cells. Um, I guess we get to Wednesday shows now, right?
0: Yeah, man. Let's get to, uh, the, the Fa. Um, so AEW dynamite, uh, big show here. Uh, did a great rating. One of the best they've done all year in the demo. And, um, so it's kind of forcing me to reconsider uh, what what I think. You know, the John and Kenny Omega like it might. You know, I wouldn't be shocked at a million views now uh, or a million viewers that week. Um, so we opened up, uh, and they basically um got it started with you know a opening video package from Top Flight. So, Top Flight has been on Dark for a couple of weeks, and they're a highly regarded team from the Indies, Darius and Dante Martin. Uh, one of them is 21, the other one's 19. Uh, high-flying, super-athletic young guys. Awesome video package. I got into it, fired up when I saw it, uh, and they were taking on the Young Bucks for the tag belts. So, um, this, this ruled. Um... <laughs> Um, magic, yeah. Um, uh, the young bucks, uh, what, what more can you say? Um, uh, the bucks do them. Anybody there in the ring was going to look great. Uh, top flight had a couple matches on dark that were, some were good. Some of them weren't on the level, but this mm-hmm. by far was the best of any of them. Um, these guys carry a long reputation on, on the independence for such their young age. Um, I believe, uh, I had talked to Swerve about it. He told me he wrestled one of them, if I'm not mistaken. He was like, they're he he certified those guys." So I imagine that he wrestled um, Darius, possibly because Darius old one, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, actually, I haven't figured out which one's which yet. So I'm I'm gonna have to um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> rush okay. up on that.
1: Uh, Darius, okay. Darius is the light is. <sighs> Darius is the light skin one. Dante is the
0: translucent one.
1: <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> what <I'm like>
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and <laughs> the news uh, came out uh, earlier today uh, that Top Flight actually is signed now with AW, and they got them boys on that paper uh, before they were on the AW Dark contract, and they got the real ones uh, today. Uh, this was awesome. What do you think of this, James?
1: I loved it um I don't necessarily think this match is better than the uh title change that the Young Bucks uh the title match that they just won with a couple weeks ago uh but I would say that I would rewatch this one uh, before I go back to that one even though I've already seen that one uh a second time um is super enjoyable popcorn match, especially for opener. It's a great opener. Um, they did, they did a million things. It's just great, mindless young bucks wrestling. Um, it was
0: it was a blast. RLPW uh, certified under ten minutes. This is like this is how you do it right here. So um, the Bucks ended up getting the win with the BTE trigger. And, um, after that, it looks like, uh, TH2 came out to jump on top flight. Yeah. Uh, possibly setting up something with them, possibly setting up some, you know, a, a TV title defense for the young bucks. We'll see. Um, you already know, Anne Helico and Jack Evans are probably chomping up the bit to actually get in on the action somewhere. So, yeah. uh, and I imagine the bucks and them would be pretty good.
1: Yeah. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention is, uh, while watching the match, I enjoyed it so much. I was like, they need to sign, like, Tony Khan needs to come down to the or whoever else, whether it's someone to bring it. Like they need to bring AEW contracts down to the ring in the middle of the match. Stop the match halfway and say, "Hey, bro, come sign some, come sign <laughs> some." Like, and and I remember you saying, like, you know, they're being, you know, uh, they're being recruited from multiple places. Like, fine, they ain't gotta sign it, but just br- bring it down. Just but br- bring it down no, during the no. match.
0: I, I meant AEW was recruiting them.
1: Oh, I thought you meant multiple places. I thought you meant multiple places where we were, you know, I mean, shit after that match, multiple places should be trying to recruit them. Uh, But, like, either way, it's like, look, um, halfway through that match, go ahead, walk down to the ring with, with, yeah. You know, yeah. like, it's like, just, just, like, it should be like when, uh, when he see those, co- those Rockefeller concerts, someone will come out with a chain. Like, to signify that you signed. Yes. Somebody, you know, I don't know, if, I don't know how you, if, you know, something to symbolize like, yeah, he's getting signed right now. Like this full Cedric Alexander treatment. Like, That's please sign Cedric. Yeah. Please sign them dudes. Top flight. Yeah. 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 I can't wait to see them wrestle. Uh, a private party, that's gonna be a fucking blast.
0: That's gonna be great. Uh gonna be blast. Brothers. yep. Um I was thinking about all the all the people they can wrestle. And I mean that's the place to go like, like the best the, the best get better. Like that tag yeah. division just gets like well, look, while the sorry world tag league going on or the mid world <laughs> tag league is going on, look, I know who needs the world tag league and it's these gentlemen in Jacksonville. <laughs> and then um
1: and then like they're also a great because of because of the future play like they're they're you they're keepers. like a fancy later keeperly like them private party like yeah like those guys. i yeah you talk about acclaimed like those guys like you can sign them they already are great workers like you can get the 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 you know young gun vibe or whatever else of like you're going to see them grow before your eyes similar to you know what we're going to experience with darby and the like um set out of tags like i don't want to say i don't want to say they're the um Like these, some of these babyface tag teams that they have could be like their version of um, the uh, the Rock and Roll Express. Like we have these young guys that you know that that are flashy as hell, and you're going to see them grow before your eyes and become champions eventually. And it's going to be people are going to love it. Like so, yeah. Yeah. And they're going to have a great rivalry. Like it's going to be a blast eventually over these years. Yeah.
0: So like, and I think Private Party um, has it in them to be heels. Um, Yeah. Yeah like I can see it like can, uh, like because I feel like Quinn like he could just like he could cut off all the smiling mm-hmm. and I feel like Isaiah can talk all the shit. Yeah. And and like just stunt. Yeah.
1: I mean I don't I mean I wouldn't write off either one of them as as turning hill eventually. I think it's going to be a situation where like, you know, um this is WWE like you one of them is going to turn the other one multiple times over the next decade, but uh, <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily going to happen in AEW, but like I you know
0: I feel like they wouldn't turn either one of them hill if they couldn't do it. So one thing I was thinking about was um so since there are we'll get to it later, there are six units everywhere in this company. I was thinking about who you could pair up with top flight. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the singles roster and it seems like everyone's kinda of paired off except hangman page right now. So mm-hmm. the hangman needs to go ahead and make friends with top flight. I'm I'm offering him that advice. The hangman with top flight? Hmm because you can't hang out with the bucks anymore. Can't hang out with Kenny anymore. Can't hang with Cody. Do you really want to go go chill with Dustin and QT? Probably not. Um <laughs> Um
1: I mean, we don't have a tag team in Team Taz yet.
0: Well, I mean, it's good guys. I would assume these guys are good guys right now. I mean, I'm thinking about a singles wrestler to pair them with. Will Hobbs. Well, well well, the, the trio is already set in Team Taz. Hey, man.
1: Don't, look, look, look. I'm trying to put, I'm trying to add the Team Taz. I want Taz, more of us coming out every, every week to talk that shit. So, I mean, it, it ain't a perfect fit. And obviously you want to be babyface or whatever else. I'm just, I'm just throwing out, I'm just throwing shit at the wall. I ain't, I, I ain't worried about family. worried about like talent, yeah. talent with talent. We'll figure out the rest after that. Um, but so, yeah. The, I mean, go yeah, find circle, somebody.
0: Go find somebody. The inner circle gets us started with, uh, their slaying Vegas trip. Some of this was funny. Some of it was like, huh. And then, you know, it was just like, just wacky shit moving stuff forward. So, um, like, uh, MJF was trying to buddy up with Jericho and, and, and Santana and Sammy and, uh, and Ortiz weren't playing that shit. Warlow and, uh, Hagar were staring at each other a bunch. Mjf and Jericho had a funny uh, deal that kind of built on their steak thing. Yep. Uh they just progressively asked for more absurd drinks. I thought one of them was eventually going to request gasoline. <laughs> yes, gasoline. <laughs> but they never got that far. Eighty um, three octane. Damn it. Yes, uh, let me let me get let me. I get mean, ninety three. meant ninety three. <laughs> I said eighty three. I was like, I fucked up as
1: well. Either eighty seven, eighty nine, or ninety three. Whatever. Uh,
0: right. Oh, uh, and then fucking Conan shows up. Conan getting a check. Way to go, Conan. You know I he even want to get on AWC since day one.
1: When did Conan become like the Weed Man? Like in kayfabe, not not behind the scenes, whatever else. But in kayfabe, because he's like, he's like, yeah, I got some for y'all boys, and then all of a sudden is like he's Cheech and Chong, he has a supply.
0: And I'm like, I did not know. I'm sure if we went through some of that NWO tape, he's he probably was dropping, dropping lines. Probably. You know, somewhere. Conan, back on TNT, like old times. <laughs> <laughs> um... And then they, uh, went, uh, it to be continued. They got into the commercial, um, for director with director X, the guy that does all the music videos. And this was really dope. I saw it on the internet. It was like two minutes of, uh, it's just like a basically a big sell job. Like they're playing this on like CNN and different stations that advertise like AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty cool. And then Moxley got it started with a promo. He was backstage. Um, and he, he was able, wondering, uh, how he was able to have such a long championship reign. He chalked it up to his dad's advice. Uh, Mock said he has the whole world bearing down on him, a broken body and a pregnant wife. What? And <laughs> just out of nowhere. Um, it real cool, casually slipped that in there. And, but then he remembered, you know, his dad reminding him that they're the good guys. He's the best wrestler in the world and his dad's son. And, Internet lost their mind once they found out Renee was uh pregnant. So congratulations to them. They was out there getting it started. I see.
1: He's stupid.
0: As soon as she left WWE, you dumb. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, congrats to them. Um, you know, have you seen the pictures of uh a Becky yet?
0: Yes, I, yeah, I did. I... Seth was wearing a chopper suit. I didn't, I don't
1: even seek uh, Seth's suit, but like, yeah, I don't know what it is, but like, you know, I, I guess it's not because I'm older before, so I didn't care about this shit, but like, seeing like, you know, seeing pregnant Becky made me really happy. It was like, look at her. She here with goddamn stars. She got the, she's, she's, you know, she's away right now. When she comes back, they gonna beg her and plead her or whatever else. She, you know, she's out here making, Moves for Hollywood or plays for Hollywood, good for her. Like I'm just, i was just happy for them. Um And same thing for Renee. Is like, you know, I've always liked Renee. I always thought that, like, in a different role in it, if she was the um, play-by-play person on commentary booth, like with her enthusiasm and her relatability, like she she should have, you know, seceded Cole. But they didn't want to do that, and they and they miscast her as, uh, and it didn't work. But like. As a per, as a, you know, just as the interviewer alone, she was, she was somebody that was very good at her job. And like, we'll see what happens, um, in the future when it comes to, um, whatever she wants to do. But like, I, I'm happy for him because like, you know, it was rough, you know, it's been a rough year for a lot of us over the last, uh, year yeah. and change. So, uh, you know, especially when, you know, like she had, she had COVID and shit, like, you know, to see that like she's okay and, you know, um, she's pregnant now. Good. Happy for them. Happy for them.
0: Yeah, um, so after that, we got, um, uh, Orange Cassidy and Kip Sabian match. This is all right. Uh, I thought Cassidy looked uh, pretty good here. Uh, Miro was on commentary, uh, Sabian early on and, uh, he, he wasn't trying to let, uh, Orange Cassidy put his hands in his pockets. Uh, before Ford got involved a little bit. Felt like I haven't seen her for a long time, but she has, uh, <laughs> like, but, you know, she like hasn't wrestling? wrestled much. Yeah, she hasn't wrestled gotcha. much. Uh, she's gotcha. done a couple matches on dark, but, okay. um, she kind of feels like, uh, like is due, but like I feel like she should be getting back in there, uh, sometime soon. So, um, but this ended up, uh, Orange Cassidy got the win. Um, and it was a really creative finish. Uh, he countered out of a swinging, swinging net breaker into like, uh, the mouse trap, Uh, and it was like, I like that finish there because you knew he was fucking dead to rights. <laughs> but the funniest part uh, was Miro running off a of commentary and then into the ring and, you know, just hitting that clothesline and looking so big and muscular and, and goofy at the same time. It takes his head off. Best friends come charging out and Miro is fucking out of there. So, um, any thoughts on this one?
1: Um, the match had its moments. It was, it was, but, it It never was sustained, um I don't know, like uh, Kip's missing something, but once he figures it out, I think he'll be all right. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but like it feels like there's always something missing,
0: yes, you know, like the the physicality, the um transition from move to move the I think he's way too cute in the ring. Mm. Okay, like in a way, like when you know, in a way, someone like, um, like if he could do a whole bunch of matches with with the Bucks, I think I think he could find it. But yeah. but, that's, but
1: that's but that's because the Bucks were telling him what to do, as opposed to yeah. you know, he figures out on his own. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I can't like the thing is like. The people that I would want him in the ring with to try to get better with, like, they would have to smoke him. So mm-hmm. he so like I don't necessarily think like it'd be the most ideal situation for him to be in the ring with because Pac would have to eat him up. Phoenix would have to eat him up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like uh, Maybe Sammy. I want Sam like say or, 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 face or Maybe Dorothy, like a maybe. maybe
0: like a a Ricky Starks type.
1: Yeah, maybe. Um but that's like stuff that's down the line, like once somebody turns more babyface or, or whatever else. Right. So it's like right. there's uh, Jungle Boy, maybe Jungle Boy.
0: Yeah. Maybe Jungle. Maybe Boy. maybe maybe the jungle. The jungle, uh, the jungle young jungle. You know. Um, uh, you know. Then up next, we got the uh, contract signing for uh, Winter is Coming, which is it's being uh, dubbed as. Kenny made his uh, entrance and mentioned that he is indeed a wrestling reserve Hall of Famer. Um, and you know, much of this week's past, um, you know, discourse on Twitter was just like, it exploded like into like mind numbing. Like I, uh, I was talking on Twitter, uh, with a young lady who's a very big Kenny Omega fan. I believe her name is like, I don't know if it's Brittany, if I'm not mistaken, but, uh, she said she, she summarized the, in, in a tweet it better than i ever have on this show about like the reaction to kenny uh and this hall of fame stuff demonstrated this week he was like it's like they hear his name and then all of a sudden the kill bill sirens go off like
1: yep And,
0: and they just they lose their minds so i i just wanted to share that but um Kenny came out, um, you know, mentioned that Observer Hall of Fame thing he said, Moxley is not in the Observer Hall of Fame. I found that cute. Um, and then, you know, he came out in the suit, was all ready to go. And then all of a sudden it was to the back and a bloodied Moxley was back there, uh, being attended to by the doctor. Uh, Kenny was like, what the fuck is this? Uh, and it's so awesome with this guy, uh, ducking, essentially making reference to the, uh, stab infection injury before that. You know, he had to pull out of the one match. I mean, I don't know, man. How we know Mosley ain't attack himself? You know, I
1: guess you could entertain that dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know,
0: I, I just think I this, think he should. You is know? this AEW's first Who Done It? This is a Who Done It. This is a Who Done It. I don't think it's the first one. I'm just probably not remember. Yeah, okay. But yes, this, this, this will qualify as a Who Done It. But what? so like when they have, we only have one more tv before the match mhm so that's a quick who done it it's not like a summer mystery
1: i think i think what happens is moxley playing on the fact that he say he's been taking everybody's best shot he's been worn down and beaten down the the the, the and you you can also throw in how you know kenny had um Easier path that he talked about in in the lead up to the tournament. How like he's kind of had his sm- the smooth sailing as opposed to um, the champ getting everyone's best shot. He's getting attacked from people and like he's injured, but he's going to go into the match injured. Um, and that will be the the drama of can this do Russell one of the best wrestlers um, in the world and survive while going into it injured? Like is is Moxley that? fucking tough of a bastard um, and then I think you know after the after the match we'll get the reveal of whoever it was or whatever else whether it's whether it's you know watch well, be Hangman
0: or Archer or something I don't know I, can, I, can, like, I, can, I don't feel like it's Kenny
1: right now I, right, I, could I don't be think it wrong, is wrong but I think but I think it's like damn like I got my ass kicked I was addicted to the Young Bucks um i, I walked half. I, I I walked halfway down what's it called i, I walked halfway down the, the uh the aisle or the uh the tunnel so i could so people could see me and like damn i want that back so i'm gonna try to win to get my I'm gonna help this dude win the title to get my friend back or my family back whatever he wants to call it and then like it could go from there I, i'm not for sure i'm saying like it's something they could do if they wanted to or whatever else um but yeah, like we'll see who it is. But I think we won't get revealed until after the the title match.
0: Then we got um the Inner Circle slays Vegas part two. Um, then they were drunk. The uh, an Elvis impersonator showed up uh, as the newest member of the Inner Circle. Um, it was of- kind of easy for him to get in. I mean, MJF had to win a whole pay-per-view match and, and sing with Jericho and, like, debate him and all this other shit. Yeah. Well, they're drunk, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe MJF should just offered him a drink.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so then it's a bunch of, uh, it's a bunch of, like, references to and callbacks to the hangover with the with Wolfpack stuff, but, oh, sorry, Um with Wolfpack stuff and, uh, the the, um, Blood My Brothers. Blood Brother thing, yeah, yeah.
0: So. <laughs> Bro, hey, when Sam was like, I'll cut myself right now, I like, bitch, I was hollering. <laughs> you know, I ain't seen, uh, you know, usually it's a, a man named Rhodes that's enthusiastic about um, cutting himself on, on this show, but... Um, you know, MJF noted it was a full moon and they all howled at the moon. Then they woke up in bed the next morning. Jericho was with Elvis, so who knows what went on um <laughs> that evening. Uh MJF woke up, he was in the bathtub, had stuff written all over his face as he went up to Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara is kind of just there. Santana was hanging out with chickens and uh or CGI chickens, whatever the hell they were. And they, they, those chickens made him some money the previous night. Uh, they heard some crying and then the crying was from Hornswoggle, who was dressed in a diaper. No use for this. Um, it was I another, didn't laugh. It was another I,
1: reference to the, to the hangover when they found a baby in the hotel, in the hotel suite. Like that's what
0: it was. Gotcha. So I uh, seen somebody that didn't see the hangover and all that. I only yeah, kind of heard about hang- the movie. Okay. All
1: right. It, only kind of heard
0: about it. This all kind of like, you know, this is like, looking at my phone time. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I'm not even going to get into the hangover. It's a, it's a, it was a funny movie. Watch it. Whatever. Um, but the first one. The first one.
0: Yeah. So the uh, they went one. back. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> go ahead. So uh, Jericho was on commentary. And now it's a him and Hager are facing SCU next week. And then we got Pac versus the Blade. So welcome back uh to Pac uh you know, Battle of the Bodies here, Pack and the Blade. Um uh, <laughs> Eddie King's enjoying commentary and um this uh, th- this match went long and I think Pat was knocking some rust off uh, finishing sequence looked good. Uh nothing, you know, kind of a high level enhancement match I would say. Uh just, you know, making sure Pac kinda lands back where they need him to. But this one uh was pretty much all about the angle that followed it. Uh the the finish on this was um a black arrow into the brutalizer. That was pretty cool. After the match, uh Pat grabbed a mic and he addressed Eddie Kingston, but the butcher laid him out, big butch coming through um, and also throughout the match, uh, Pot was fighting off the butcher. He was going face to face with him and, uh, different stuff like that. Bunny was out there too. Um, Kingston, uh, you know, Phoenix ran out to make the save, uh, solidifying, you know, his split from Eddie Kingston. Of course, he didn't like being kicked. And then, uh, you know, Butcher Blade and Eddie start beating him down. And all of a sudden, Penta L0 Miedo comes out and he has the steel chair and it's, Full NWO 96. Whose side is he on? And (laughs) all we were missing was Bobby Heenan. (laughs) So, uh, Penza stays true to, uh, his brother and, you know, Pac reforming Death Triangle. And we've got two units here and these guys are celebrating. Uh, James, what do you think about all this? Um,
1: like, oh, I'm over the moon that, um, that Dev Triangle
0: has been reassembled. Um look, and they had the music ready too. Yeah. Quick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How convenient. Right. Quick. Um but yeah, like I'm I the moon they're back together. Like, that's one of the biggest losses of wrestling in 2020, in my opinion. It's just like not seeing those three together. Um, but yeah. It It was, you know, they they kind of Put this together really fast, and something they could have, you know, they could have spent more time on as far as like um, the pacing of it. Like they could have done this over a span of like maybe like two more weeks, but to to get the full impact of it. But whatever, Um, we're here now, and it was it wasn't like it was done poorly. It's just like the just emotional weight of it. Of will he actually turn? Will um, Penta actually turn his brother? Like it just just doesn't feel like real. um, I know they they had teased, like, you know, arguing with each other, which led to Kinks and swooping in and adding them to Kinks and Inc., or whatever you want to call it, those five, um, at one point. But, like, we had kind of been past that for a while, and it really didn't come back until Penta beat the shit out of uh, Phoenix, uh, was that last or two episodes ago, so in the match. So, um, it's like they. Kind of dropped that and then they picked it back up and they never actually brought up like this home wall that those two had back then. We we're just supposed to remember that and like, I'm sorry, like, I'm a nerd with the, that remembers this kind of stuff. Like, that's not, I'm not the average fan. Um, I wish I was the average fan, just follow on whatever dumb shit they give me as long as it's fire, but whatever. Um, so yeah, um, let's see what they do with it. Like, if they're gonna have a, a you know. A tournament or whatever they break this out, but like they have all these teams, you know, seemingly built to do this. Ready, yeah,
0: ready. Um, I was happy to see Death Triangle reformed. Um, next week we're getting uh, Pock and Phoenix against Butcher and the Blade. It's gonna be uh, pretty good, you know. I say Butcher and Blade always make everything better, and they can go ahead and catch those those flyers. So like the Dev Triangle are like babyface adjacent. Um, it seems like on this babyface so. is against these guys. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, we'll see how that goes because, uh, the, the, you know, we can use some more. Um, babyface. Yeah. Yeah. So, I you know, I always take, uh, some good guys to cheer. So, um, then, uh, Shivani sent it to the back and they got word of also another altercation backstage. Um, uh, Jay Cargo was being up Brandy Rhodes and pilmanizing her arm. Vic Guerrero and Nala Rose were holding it, holding everyone back, and then Big Swole, uh, tried to jump in and, and jump on Jade. So maybe you get a Big Swole and Jade match. Serena. Deeb, swole.
1: Serena Deep was also, um, came to, uh, Bray's assistant after she, uh, got her, uh, arm broken or whatever, too. Gotcha. Just a note.
0: And then up next we had, um, the NWA Women's World Championship match. Serena Deep and Thunder Rosa. This was Excellent. Um, this was like... It was wrestling at a deliberate pace that just like picked up as we went throughout the match. And it was just like a lot of like great counters, great physicality, um, some suplexes. And um, they did some interference with Brit that didn't lead to the finish. Um, I actually like that because, you know, the integrity of the match didn't fall apart after. Um, and... The Britt Baker thing, it, it was kind of simmering on Twitter. Like, if you you know, you pay attention closely. There's a lot of, like, stuff that's going on with, like, Britt. It's so, like, well, like, you're overshadowing this division. Like, you're coming from the outside, like, with this belt or whatever. And, you know, you're getting these, you know, chances to do that shit. But, like, I'm, like, the, the one here. So uh, that feud started tonight. Uh, but Serena defended the belt here. And I really enjoyed this match.
1: Yeah, it's a good ass match. Good ass match. Um. Yeah, I. Some people didn't like the the uh, the Brit interference and the fact it didn't lead directly to the finish. I was relatively fine with it. It was like you got your shot in. I survived. I still lost. Like, um. And I don't. I'm, I won't necessarily. I think people are looking at it in the terms of WWE of like. Was this enough, was this enough bill for protection for somebody? And I don't think it was. It was like, um, she lost. And this asshole interfered in my match. I'm fucking furious. I just, I just lost a chance to get my belt back. I'm going to rock her when I get a, I'm going to whoop her ass when I get a chance. Cause she had no this being in my fucking match. Like, right. I don't need necessarily a belt for if she, she's going to lose anyway. Like, I. I, I it think also
0: protects Serena and give her a strong win, like, as a babyface, too.
1: I wasn't even thinking about that part as much as, like, I don't really care about shooting Sir, uh, Thunder Rosa Bell right now, like as far as like oh she would have won if dot 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 like nah I am i don't think that's what their intention was I think it was they had a match somebody interfered I lost the match fuck you for even getting involved in my, right. in my shit um, right. as opposed to people trying to come
0: up with you know WWE you know transitive logic but yeah um, I like the brawl they did too it was like you know it was a real cap fight like <laughs> at the end <laughs> it, it was swinging it. out there um, I didn't think about that so we've got um, – and then they announced uh, after that Anna Jay will be challenging uh Sheeta next week. She's won four matches in a row. So a couple things going on right now. I, I'm definitely here for a Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa match. Yep. Whenever that comes, Serena's going through with the NWA uh, women's belt. And we've got another um, – what was the other thing that happened? Uh, Jay Cargan. Jade, yeah. So like, look
1: at them. Look at them. Them build up these storylines and for this like division that like they barely did anything with in like the span of like seemingly two weeks, maybe three weeks. It's so, like, see what happens when you try. <laughs> like it was just like, can you try? Damn, and now to try. So good for them so far. They're off to a good start.
0: Yeah. So um, Anna J referenced them fighting when she was a rookie. Of course, uh, the the first um time they were at QT's gym. And J turned everyone's heads <laughs> like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and uh, she's back now because she claims she's no longer a rookie. So is, it's a different story that she's in the dark order.
1: Is there any chance that. Um, Take Conti is going to get on the microphone next to Anna J and tell us how. Anna J had emotional scars from when she was in QT's gym and Brandy told her that she did something wrong and it ruined her relationship with her boyfriend. And now she doesn't think she's pretty anymore. So now she is trying. So now she is uh, trying to fuck uh, Cody Rhodes or pretend to fuck Cody Rhodes to uh, make Brandy mad. And then Brandy uh, shows up uh at the hotel where the, the affair was going to be planned, after Cody brought her with her to whoop her, and then all of a sudden, like Anna, <laughs> Anna, like whoops her for, for after getting the jump on her. Is this? I'm, I'm talking about Jay. I'm talking about uh, Jay and I'm talking about the Usos and um, and, 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 Manny and, and, and Manny Rose and, and Naomi. Yes, yeah, so I was one, like, "What the? I remember that's like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is stupid." Brady or Naomi still they got her uh, her heat back from that. Like, <laughs> 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 that was so, a terrible storyline. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. Um... Yeah, so Darby Allen, uh, video package aired. This guy's a fucking weirdo. He's he's <laughs> sitting inside a church and he sets himself on fire. Like, just bring him out. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, like, I don't know what the fuck this was. <laughs> um, then uh, we got Team Taz versus uh Brian Cage, or excuse me, uh Team Taz of comprised of Brian Cage and Ricky Starks against Cody and Darby Allen. Um, uh, hell of a match here and i don't know some of the presentation stuff i take you know an exception with maybe just because you know i don't like cody particularly but um um he comes out last after the champion enormous amounts of pyro still um he's the one that avoids the pinfall and he gets the angle done to him after the match it's all presentation stuff, but uh, I just thought it was important to note all that happened. Uh, but I like the match. Um, uh, Cage and Ricky Starks uh, got a what I feel like is a real elevation here. Feels like they're important. They don't. They're not here to fuck around. Um, they're not laughing like the Inner Circle. Um, they're not you know goofy clowns or dorks like the Dark Order. Um, like they, they they're here to fuck you up essentially. <laughs> Um, art. Yeah. What's up?
1: No, because you're like they're not they're not doing goofy uh, comedy shit like a circle. They're not dorks. I'm like, just go ahead and say it. They have sex with women <laughs> like the dark order fucking cells. So I'm like, just go ahead and say what you really mean.
0: You know, you know, Ricky looked like he's swimming, you know, um, you know, Kay's a married man. So, you know, I won't, uh, insult his wife like that. But, um, yeah, so, like, there's a a couple things that happened in here. Um, a lot of big moves. This, the finish in this match was super. Uh, Arn Anderson did get thrown out, um, from, you know, he was, Arn Anderson's absolutely useless, by the way. Useless. Wasn't a spot to get a commercial break? Yeah, he tossed a chair in the ring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing, Arn? Um, it's after that, like, break. yeah, Cage and stars beat on, uh, Cody and Cody reached for, uh, the re, the, the hot tag, uh, Alan ran wild on team chat, team Taz. And, um, you know, just a lot of great back and forth action in this, you know, uh, this was, um, wrapped up by Allen um, basically getting caught in a bad position by um, by Brian Cage. Brian Cage was up on the top rope, uh, went on the second rope, and he stopped the Coffin Drop, and he hit the Avalanche Drill Claw to pin the champion, presumably setting up uh, a future title match with Cage and um, Darby Allen. I get the booking from there. But um yeah, this was crazy. Uh, so that's two weeks in a row. Brian Cage with like a super finish to one of his matches out of the turnbuckle. Um, then after the match. Uh, so yeah, as, you know we've watched Will Hobbs um appear and always you know kind of kind of come a little late, kind of just show up, um, kind of just come out and never really make contact with one for the last couple of weeks James had the running joke of you know Willie save a white man Hobbs uh, um, that,
1: that, that, is, <laughs> that is your nickname I did not make it a nickname I just noticed that, that, that man always out uh, here saving white men that's all I was saying that's all I said you had, you made yeah, it to a, into a was, running I, um, I edit, um
0: aka yeah this is an editorialization of that but, I don't um, appreciate Last week on this show, I sat here and told you I was like, he ain't never made contact with them boys. Ever. All the times he tried to save them. Some ain't right. You know, maybe he's really with Team Taz. And what do you know? AEW rewards your boy for paying attention. So Willie comes out, no shirt on. Wearing the grease, <laughs> chair in hand, or I don't believe he had the chair actually. Um, he helps Cody to his feet, chases off team Taz. They get out the ring, uh, Cage and starts looking at him full of, you know, adrenaline, all staring at each other. Willie picks up the, uh, FTW championship and appears that he wants to run away. Cage. Cage not really, you know, interested in this. All of a sudden, Cody's getting up, and he's like, kind of thanking Hobbs. He's got his hands on his shoulders. All of a sudden, Will Hobbs cocks back and lays Cody Rose the fuck out with the um, FCW title, and Taz jumps in and says that Willie Hobbs is joined Team Taz, com- completely shocking most of the audience, I'd say. I thought this was awesome for me it wasn't shocking but it was like mm-hmm. damn they set it up beautifully for weeks and like I don't think people picked it up one of the first like real great turns I think in the history of AEW
1: yeah um, you had pointed out astutely I wasn't paying much attention to it but they use it and like that's what we like this is the thing we talk about. Swerves, swerves are good when in turns are good when they make sense and like you can follow and there are breadcrumbs to either lead you to it or you can go back and, and go over them and review them. Um, like, long story short, you can do pretty much anything you want to if it makes fucking sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, and looking at it from um the Willie Hobbs perspective now, or Will Hobbs, um. Now he has a lot less pressure on him rather than, you know, being a baby face on the roster because it looks like there weren't too many places to fit him, um, at the moment. However, you can get him in this group now with these guys with tons of experience with cage and Starks, uh, and Taz <laughs> to, to do all the talking and you can protect them, build them up essentially like another Wardlow. Um, and then flip the switch on him back whenever he starts to really catch with the audience. And it's a lot more low-pressure situation, I think, for him. Yeah. Aside from that, that was AEW, another awesome show. Uh, they're on a roll, and I think they're going to be uh, really tough to deal with on the second. Because like, I feel like there's going to be some with Pock and Kingston uh, that are – is going to be on that show. Uh, the Bucks probably will be defending the belts against you know maybe TH2 or something like that. Um, TNT titles in play with Darby. Uh, they've got Hobbs in this situation here with, with maybe with Hobbs and Cody as a match. Who knows? Um, but there's they got a lot of good stuff setting and it, they're not waiting for the next pay per view to cycle to get going.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> and I think that's going to help them especially um, at the end of the year. Because the end of the year, last year, they kind of, like, they were in between a cycle at the end of the year. And then they had the the shit at the the last Dynamite of 2019, which is like, don't ever do that again. Um, So, so yeah, I think they're off to a... um, They're off to the races um, after the cycle. Um, Yeah, so... I guess we go to NXT. Um, NXT starts with a title rematch between Johnny Gargano and, um, Leon Ruff. They start with a video package of showing of Leon Ruff coming down to the ring. They show a video package of Leon Ruff getting the upset victory last week. Um, Johnny Gargano comes in and, and it is also interspersed with, um, Leon Ruff t- giving you a background of who he is, where he's from. Um, he's from Detroit. So. Hey, shout out to Detroit. <laughs> You want to give a civic shout-out to Wayne County or some shit?
0: Yeah. Uh, so- Wayne County, where you at? <laughs> um, so, uh,
1: then, like, Johnny comes out and cuts off the promo, or cuts off the video packages enough of this. I'm going to come down here and beat your ass. Um, and Johnny then proceeded to mostly beat his ass. He took, like, 90% of this match. There was some, uh, i say take that back. He gave him two different uh, spots. Uh, but it was mostly Johnny whooping his ass. He lawn darted him um, into the middle turnbuckles. And, you know, Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff just fantastic and bumping around and getting his ass kicked and getting chopped. But, like, it, at one point in the match, Leon Ruff ended up doing this thing I don't think I've ever seen before. He gets Johnny out to the floor. He hits the ropes on the other side. He's by the ropes. Um like the ropes that are running parallel to the way he's running. He does a triple jump uh springboard. I don't want to say springboard. Because it wasn't springboard. Triple jump. And uh, triple jump means both feet on the top rope and then he front flips to the floor. And he landed on his feet and he barely even touched Johnny. And I was like, he's even better than I thought he was. I thought he was like, Really Bro, I funny. told you. I like, thought, and I thought I thought like, yeah, he's clearly raw, but look at him; he's going to job, but he's go, he's an elite jobber,
0: right? And it's like, yeah, he can like, he, yo, he can like that man's like, that man was like, wrestling long matches and evolve. Yeah, like he's 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 so he does that. Uh, by
1: that point in time, uh, he gets back in the ring. Johnny cuts him off. Uh, Demi Priest comes out up the ramp, the top of the ramp, um, and. Johnny sees it and actually he's about to Johnny's about to finish him with uh, the super kick S- sees Damian Priest up on top of the ramp he starts talking to him um, Leon Ruff gets a uh, a uh, small package Johnny kicks and lays him out with a, a super kick I think Well, uh, Ruff is on his knees he sets him up like he's about to give him the uh, the spring or the slingshot DDT He hits it. He's by the ropes, of course. And Damian Priest one, two, Damian Priest pulls him out the ring, says I'm sorry, kid. Hits with a big forearm. DQ'd match. Damian, I'm sorry, uh, Leon Ruff is still the champion. He's fucked Johnny. Johnny blows his stack. He's furious. And um, they go to the back. Um, It was a short match, but it was good while it lasted. Um, And like, they are giving Leon Ruff more in these matches or whatever else. Um I believe Leon Ruff is an AR Fox
0: guy. Mm. Okay. Is Ruff is he still in Evolve or is he out? Evolve doesn't exist anymore. That, so true, I, I true. assume he's out. I mean like <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Um We had a backstage promo with Cammy Grimes. He says I'm a I'm he's going to beat up Loomis, because he doesn't have a look at his eyes, and he says he's on a rocket ship. To the moon! Oh, I forgot about this. The blindfold match. Oh, come back. Loomis Hold and Grimes. On, Loomis and Grimes
0: and a blindfold match. Out. That's that's just what we want from the no BS. Right. Um, <laughs> guess who the ref was, Rich? <sighs> Who's the ref, James?
1: The zombie ref that Lumen Loomin- or that uh, Grimes has been scared of the past two weeks or That'd three weeks. Why are the they fuck. still doing the zombie shit? It's Thanksgiving. No, no, no. You gotta remember, he was a zombie doing that one match. He has been a zombie since. It's just that Grimes remembers that he was a zombie, so he's scared or hesitant towards him. Um, anyway,
0: so this is like only hulk hogan can see the ultimate warrior in the mirror but the audience can't i don't fucking know
1: it's, it's really just a highlight that that camera Grimes is very good at comedy so they've made him a coward um as opposed to one of the best wrestlers on this roster and it and they put him with loomis because loomis is a scary guy so you have this dude be a cowardly heel um, that can eventually gets, gets his heat in when, you know, he's not looking or when he's blind or whatever else. And ultimately, these are shitty matches that was getting neither one of them over because of Lo- all things Loomis sucks. Anyway, um. Where'd it go, Loomis? They, Loomis in the ring, comes, they both get in the ring, they put the, the blindfold thing, it's not even a blindfold, it's like a bag. Like a bur- like a big yeah, black the, the, bag the big over there. Sack, the black yeah, sack, the, yeah. the, the big yes, the big sack. <laughs> 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 they they put the big sacks on these boys' heads, and they um, had the white string. No string, just sacks. Okay, <laughs> just, just sacks. I'm like fuck, eleven years old. Anyway, Um they, up their face. They wow. So they, <laughs> Loomis, basically is like two third standing. In a corner, basically like three feet out from the corner and doesn't budge. Maybe let's say four feet. Grimes starts feeling around. He bumps off of uh the ropes, he walks behind Loomis, he comes around to another corner, he accidentally traps. The ref in the corner. The ref doesn't move him or whatever else. He fills the the ref. He punches out the ref. He stomps the shit out the ref. The dog shot the ref. The ref is out on the apron. He keeps stomping and stomping and stomping him until Grimes just takes off the sack and realizes it's the ref. He turns around and he sees that Loomis is standing there. So... He he moves away from where he was. He sneaks around, tiptoes, and then he charges at Loomis. Loomis ducks it. He hits him a couple times. The sack ends up off his eyes. He starts beating the shit out of um your boy. The, another ref never comes, even though. A couple weeks ago, a ref ran down in the middle of um, the ref bump after the Kushida and Grimes match. That same zombie ref. There was no other ref this time. Um, He's, or, your boy's about to, Loomis is about to, or not your boy, I'm sorry. uh, Please forgive me. Loomis is about to. (laughs) Loomis (laughs) is about to. not a rich ladder pro wrestler. Right. Yeah. uh, Loomis is about to put away Grimes. Grimes escapes. He climbs over the top of the fence of the fencing over the the uh uh plexiglass and runs away. Loomis is stare walks up to the plexiglass, stares at him running away, and then looks stares directly into the camera, and it didn't say like to be continued or the end in the way that, that House of Horrors match that they had uh for Halloween havoc ended, but it may as well have. It was a this shit will, so. is not over. Wow. This is, so the worst, they, this is the worst this is the worst for the year contender.
0: So they couldn't even give us a finish in the blindfold match. Why would you want one? Who gives a fuck? It was an awful match. Like this it, oh, bro like the, the 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 legacy of the blindfold match is so rich, you know. Uh who can yeah. forget WrestleMania seven, you know, Rick the model Martell and Jake the Snake Roberts. A match I will I I enjoy hmm. to this day man
1: okay so backstage um by the workout stuff um Regal is telling priest hey bro you can't be interfering in fucking title match what's wrong with you and uh priest says hey man i'm just playing it's just a little it's just i'm just fucking with johnny he's you know he's a jerk you know you, you know you don't like him either it's just uh you know i'm just playing a little joke so in uh, in walks rough Ruff, Ruff hears it and says oh so i'm a joke to you Um, and Priest is trying to say, Hey man, I'm just looking out for you. This dude could really hurt you. He's like, Uh, okay, worry about really hurt. Slaps the fire out of uh Damian Priest and walks away. Um, and then, um, Regal says, You deserve that. And then they they went away from that. Um, oh, actually, I take it back. There's also a part. There's also a part where, before that, Ruff said, if you think I'm a joke, if y'all think I'm jokes, then, like, I'm going to hand you this here belt, and I'm going to just rip up my contract, because I ain't no joke. And then he slapped him. Mm. So he has a backbone. He's not just a comedy geek. Like, they're they're slowly building it. He has a backbone. Um, How nice of them. Right. Uh, so, then we get a, a video um, of Chossie Blackheart... Seemingly trying to rebuild either the... Rebuild something. We don't know what it is. Uh is. I'm assuming she's trying to rebuild the tank, but she tells Candace this ain't over. I'm gonna get my revenges, and I'm gonna get it at War
0: Games! So, so it's like the new No Limit. Like, she's trying to rebuild the tank. Sure. <laughs> you know? You know, P. Miller clothes? You know? Lil' Romeo? Anyway. Um
1: Yeah, so we in again December sixth. So um That's a sun that's a Sunday following um the Omega in um Moxley match.
0: So uh, like why do they have the captain teams? Say say again? They, they can't just have one on one match. Like they gotta have a war game match too.
1: It's war game season, so they're doing war games. That's all I can tell you. Works they shouldn't me. be doing war games because they're in the fucking PC.
0: <laughs> Where the fuck are they going to put another ring?
1: Are there's they going to have, like... A, there's room for a second ring. But the thing uh. is, why... Like, I mean, they put the storylines in a place where you're gonna put, where they have enough women to do it, and they've already sold enough seeds to, to do it, especially after this show. Um, but it's also like, why must there be a War Games? You're doing a War Games, and, it, and you have to have these people do a War Games match and take War Games-level bumps in front of, like, 50 people. Yeah. Like, I'm going to watch it. I'm sure it'll be another great pay-per-view. They've yet to have a bad War Games uh, takeover. But still, it's like, you didn't have to do this. No one was clamoring for War Games.
0: Except, you know, R- William Regal being a meme of saying War Games every But he year.
1: didn't even say War Games. It was it was um, Shotzi this time. You know, I, I get what you're saying, like, but, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess, I actually have take it back. I guess that Reed will be able to say War Games for the men's side once for the do Undisputed versus, uh, Magnify Goon. So, so, yeah. yeah. A- anyway, um, next match is, uh, Candice LeRae, Andy Hartwell versus Caden Carter and, and, and Casey. Um, when Casey was in and shined, it was good basically when the baby faces shined it was good when they were selling um it was slightly awkward throughout it went short it wasn't that good uh basically at the end of it they end up isolating um kaden and in um candace gives her a basically like a arm assisted curb stomp for the win Oh, also, I, I picked up on Indy's. Uh, she has this thing where, like, she starts her match. This is the second time I've heard, her, I've seen her do this. Starts the match, and she's normally in there with pipsqueaks, and she, you know, circles the ring tw- once or twice, and it stops. and says, "You're not impressive." <laughs> what? Okay, I, it is this it random goofiness, but whatever. Uh, you're not and like now. I'm thinking, like, how do I put that into uh, well? The, um... Oh, man. The iconic's are broken up, but, like, I can imagine Billy Kay saying that shit and being even funnier. I don't know why. Whoa. You're not impressive! Uh, anyway. So, we end up getting a video package for Arturo i R- Oh, sorry, Arturo Huas who we have so, not seen He in was NXT. in the Raw Underground. Right. He was on Raw Underground, right? But... Rich, I believe I I remember seeing um, they get this big this awesome vignette for him m- months ago, and he had he didn't show up, he'd been gone, and then he did the the uh, the raw underground stuff. So I decided to look it up. I was like, I remember he did that awesome thing. He talking about you know, Hopkido black belt, Virginia Jiu Jitsu black belt, and you know he's you know he a million disciplines. Black belt, right? And I was like, when was this? I went to YouTube, typed in, uh, Rua, uh, and found out that that vignette aired. i wait till you finish drinking, uh, the water you're drinking. I don't want you to spit on the mic. It aired December of 2019. What? What? I couldn't fucking believe it. I was like, it's been that long. He's been going for almost a fucking year. Where has he been? He's clearly been healthy. He was in front of the ground. You couldn't use
0: this guy. Bro, like he's in the wrestling school, to, you know, doing bumps with the headgear, I guess. Dude, where anyway. the fuck, like they, they, how the a- fuck do you like do a video package for a dude? And then he doesn't show up on the show. For a year. Right.
1: So, they showed this video, they didn't show the same video package. The reason why it made me think of that, of looking up that video package, because it's in the same style as the black belt one. So, it's like, this clearly is some shit that was shot back a year ago, that just, like, bring it back out. So, they go to commercial break and come back. Who's this, Brackus?
0: (laughs) dude in the
1: 90s, with all the muscles so they practice that's
0: coming soon
1: after a after commercial break and it's him versus kashida who us and bro all they did like almost all these kashida matches they both went for each other's left arms they both sl- tried to slap on finishers or sorry uh, submissions and, and fight in and out of them and strike each other hard and um, and then ultimately the end of the match is uh who has gets a, X, a single leg X-guard on um on Kushida. He's like, Oh no, he's about to like After you know basically cutting through dudes like a knife through butter with the submission stuff for Kushida, he finally messed my is kind of tough. He's like, Fuck, he has my leg, and they basically get out of it with the um the Thatcher riddle first match finish where you have a single-leg X-guard he's about to slap on, like, a heel hook or something. You're kind of mm-hmm. fucked here. Uh... Pin his shoulders to the mat. Get him out of here. <laughs> One, two, three. So, they look at each other, or whatever else, but Kushida won. rest slinks off, or whatever else, but it's like, he also didn't get just get beat, so it's like, they're gonna do something with him. What exactly? I don't know. Hopefully, it matches with Kushida and Thatcher. That's what I'm hoping. And, like, uh, you know, Kyle O'Reilly and... Um trying to think who else would be somebody Only Lorkin. Hopefully he does those matches. Like Russ wrestles those guys. Like basically like uh the, the, the shooter division of NXT, he works with those guys. Like, no Loomis, no Loomis whatsoever. W- w- you stay the nah. way
0: nah, Loomis in the shooter division no he's not you know, that that man has submitted Timothy Thatcher before he's <laughs> <His> superior <laughs> submission specialist than, than this man so whenever they're wow. done, whoever wins out of all those dudes they can go see Big Dex after that wow,
1: Big Dex terrible Uh, so then after this match we end up getting um a backstage promo with uh ember and tony storm uh as they're about to go face raquel and dakota and they talk about um ember's match where she lost to dakota two weeks ago and raquel's interference played into it and um they said they're sick of their shit and they've been cheating um and she remembers that dakota is one of the best women's wrestlers um in wwe why did, i don't understand why she has to do this bullshit but you know i'm gonna pay back some Payback's a bitch. I'm a she didn't say that, but like I'm gonna get payback, and I'm with Tony. And so then, um, Tony says, "Yeah, I'm here with you, but you know, you know, we both came back on the same day, and once we're done with this, um, is back to both us, you know, challenging for the um, NXT Women's Title." Um, ember tells her don't look i'm with you let's just handle this and then you know we'll, we'll we'll still you know strive to be the best and then they they go off and they have the match good ass match um raquel raquel might be um depending on how the rest of this like year goes like she should be getting votes for most improved um i don't because like she's in good matches constantly now or not constantly, but, like, she's consistently in good matches. Like, she's a lot better than she was a year ago. Um, where mm-hmm. she almost fucking killed her I can't even say a year ago. Like, you think of when she debuted and she almost fucking killed Tegan on that table at, uh, Brook or Portland to now where she's in, you know, she's in the, the Amazon match. Uh, she's having matches with, uh, with other people where she's killing people. Like, they, they see stuff, they see something in her. Obviously, we already knew that because she's tall, but, like, she could be like Oh, I'm not even gonna get into it, but like as far as I'm thinking of main roster stuff, like she could be someone I could absolutely see them pushing. Um But yeah, she just has to get better and she's on her she's on the way, which, you know, I didn't think she was gonna get this good given what we've seen from her the previous couple of years. But yeah, um really good match. Um Tony started with uh, Dakota. In comes Ember for a short hot tag, Ember. Yeah, man. Ember's better than Tony. Eh. Oh, yeah. Like, no, no. I mean, obviously we know that, but like, when I, if I got to hear Dave Mellicer talk about how, how good Tony Storm is, even though she is very damn good, and then like see them tag with each other and then see the clear difference of the level of athleticism, striking, and pace. Nah, don't want to hear it. Just don't. Like, she came <laughs> in there a million strikes uh, Hurricane Rana deals, uh, code breakers, and that's that, and she in about um, getting st- worked, stretched into, like, some gory, special looking thing by Raquel, um, gets out of it, tags in Tony, um, Tony runs wild with suplexes, it is a cool thing where she does, like, almost like the, uh, angle three German thing where, like, but on this third German, like, Dakota's, like, throwing back elbows to her face, she just shut the shit off and still throw on her, on her damn back, and then, um, I think there was a run in. Uh pretty sure there was a run in. Hold on. Uh <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um Dakota ended up uh, everybody ended up out in about the ring. Dakota ended up getting Tony back in the ring and uh, Tony ends up like sucking her with the inside cradle for the win. Um after that, uh Dakota and I'm sorry, uh Candace and Indy come down to the ring and help uh, beat up Ember and Tony, which sounds like and after it happens, you see uh, the four smiling at each other, the four heels smiling at each other, so he's like, oh, we know what, th- okay, Dakota, Candice, Raquel, Indy is the heel team for Women's War Games. You you know that
0: uh, they just team, so happened you know, to all Ember, you know, be here
1: together. Ember and uh, Tony are on the babyface team and is like, Okay, so you didn't. You you did bring them in to be title challenges for EO in the long term. You also brought them in to be in War Games. <laughs> yep. you, you did both. Uh, which, fine by me, war game, Women's War Games last year was fucking awesome. Uh, so. So then you get Timothy Thatcher versus August Gray. August Gray is a, one of is the very first student of Thatcher. Thatch, Thatch can from like a, about a month ago where he beat the shit out of that dude. Um, so they have the match, and mostly it's Thatcher's wearing that dude down, except for when it comes to like striking and like the strikes are he's um he's selling for him big. Um, ultimately, the Austin Gray dude, he goes to the top turnbuckle. He steps off the top turnbuckle, gets two feet on the ropes, and goes for like some flippy deal. Man, Thatcher gave that man a forearm shot that reminded me of like a Cesaro European uppercut, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and then he and then he pinned the dude and got the fuck out of there. Uh, it, it was nice while it lasted, but it was a super short thing. It was it was a squash. Um,
0: so this is Anthony Green from Evolve. Okay. Yeah. August Gray. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, which is funny because like when he showed up in the Thatcher's Thatcher Can School, he was Austin, he, he was Anthony, and now he's, now he's Austin Gray. Um. Anyway, so Thatcher gets on the mic and says, or not on the mic. They actually just cut the volume. He says, "You didn't learn while you were a student in my class." He says, "Uh, the first let or one of the lessons is." Don't pick a fight with someone you can't whoop or beat. And then he, uh, he slaps, he slaps him in a hold or whatever else. Out comes, Ch- out, walks down to the ring. Champa. Champa walks to the ring, goes face to face with, uh, not face to face, but like, gets close, uh, eye to eye contact with Thatcher. Thatcher, like, He's like, I don't want no smoke. He he slowly gets out the ring and then walks away. So they're setting up for Thatcher versus Chompa, which should be a good ass match. Um, so
0: Chompa cut that promo last week, and it was about Thatcher.
1: Right. He's cutting okay. Boomer. He's cutting Boomer. He's cutting uh a, a, on old timey fight, old timey promo about the youth, and then he decides to to take that out on the grizzled the, <laughs> submission
0: the, the, specialist. The, the, the tough white man himself
1: <laughs> whatever like i i agree with you it's dumb like it makes sense for uh velveteen dream it does not make it does not apply to timmy thatcher um but yeah they're gonna have a good ass match uh so then um they kind of have a commercial break they asked Chompa backstage, what was that about? Why did you come out and make the save? And he's like, it's pretty simple. I want to fight Timothy Thatcher and walks away. Um, Then, uh, Damian Priest comes down to the ring for a match. Um, As he gets on the, the the still steps to do his pose, Johnny comes, comes out and attacks him. They brawl around the ringside area. Uh, They tease like they're going to hit each other with big moves um, on the, uh, table, ultimately um, neither one does all of a sudden, Leon comes down to the ring, um, after those two finally get back into the ring fighting um, and he's trying to help beat up Johnny but Johnny keeps ducking so he ends up, like, hitting Damian Priest ultimately it leads to uh, Johnny charging while Damian Priest is in the, uh, or in the ropes or on the apron. And rough either sidesteps or helps or, you know, reverse the momentum and throws both of them out the ring. And then they cut to this shot, which is a great shot. Uh, they cut to this shot where Johnny, uh, of the mat, looking over the, uh, looking over to the, uh, uh, stage, you see. Johnny and Damian Priest heads both slowly with a face of like what the fuck or how dare you in disgust and anger both at the same time in unison rise above the sea level of the ring uh and they're both looking at this dude like what the fuck slash I can't believe I didn't know he was actually that good um so they're both pissed and they both get into the ring and as they both get into the ring uh Leon Ruff like f- uh I think he just a tope out the ring and, and lands on his feet and and comes out unscathed. Um, so uh, he uh, he ends up saying that he wants a uh, triple threat match. Um, or actually no. Later in the show, they Damian Priest or Johnny Arano is looking for him, and Regal has let lets it be known that like he has requested a triple threat match for North American title. So they're going to beat him to get the belt on one of them two, um, or they're just going to pin Johnny again. I don't know. Whatever. So. Oh my God. Uh, we're told the next week, uh, Barrett won't be there for commentary, so they're gonna do Kevin Owens, um, in commentary. So it's just like his one year, one time a year where he does charity for NXT. Ah. Uh, <clears throat> right, they were stretching Regal out thin this week. They had, they had Regal, the, the general manager of NXT work as a truancy officer and show up to Boa's apartment door not on it as Boa where you been you weren't you weren't at the PC this week in fact I haven't seen Zaya at the PC in two weeks what's going on Boa says yeah didn't come in um this after they recapped uh, the, uh this shit they they show the, the the dragon they show the old Asian dude come down and Same put, song. Yeah, it, it, yeah, may as well be Shane's song. Have you seen pictures of this shit yet? No. It, it, it's Shang's. It's, it's Shane's song. Anyway... So, um, so is
0: it Shang song, Mortal Kombat 1, like, with the gray hair, one, or is it, one, like, one. Oh, okay. Absolutely yeah. one. Absolutely one. Uh,
1: so, they tell us, while they're replaying what happened last week, that, like, yes, his name is uh, shefu or Shifu, Shifu, because I remember it sounded like seafood. Shifu and that translates into master, and I was like, "God damn it!" Anyway, back to uh, the truancy office, the truancy check. Boa says uh, she, I, 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 I didn't show up. He didn't give a good answer why I didn't show. Up. He said she's coming, and then um, he's Did the regal show up with a mask on. No, no. So Man then, day. so then, uh, exactly. So then when asked about Zaya, he said, she's hiding. And then he said that she's coming. She is clearly another wrestler. I don't know who she is, but whatever. Um, I, I just like, God damn, they got rigged on like five different segments. He, he's trying to manage like Johnny. he's, he, he's out here like checking. He, he's like a fuck. He's a truancy officer. I don't know what does, what does the GM role in, in NXT actually entail? Cause I could have swore to admit I was in my office. I write, I make matches. I write checks and I cash checks. Now he out here, he out here checking behind, running behind these dudes. I,
0: staffed in during the pandemic.
1: I guess so. You showing up to work? Are you showing up to work? Like you coming? To, not like yeah. Okay, that's a that's a you know that's a no show no call. Just hey, bro, why?
0: Like he couldn't make the work? phone call. He he couldn't make the phone call. Like maybe his phone died. I wish. He, we, he, I wish. He had a mute.
1: I wish will William would show up to my close to my house. What are you doing here? You didn't show up to work. Where's your so, mask? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where is your mask? Where do you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can't let you in. COVID. Yeah. You know? No.
1: It's, yeah. Yeah. Hello. 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 Police. Excuse me. Hey, come get this man out of my community. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> Remove him from the paint. He does not belong. <laughs> anyway, um, we end up getting the uh, Rhea versus EO, the uh, title match. Uh, Good ass match. Actually, great match. I gave four stars. Um, it is. Basically, Rhea's big EO is faster um, EO gets a hold of Rhea's left arm and goes to work on it through different ways um, At the and she ends up from that point up, she picks out that arm she starts to dominate um, Rhea ends up getting her ear busted at some point it wasn't like a ruptured eardrum it was more like one of her mini piercings in her ears like got ripped or something and she start, mm-hmm. starts bleeding. Um, as she as she fights up um or fights back and gets control of the match, she, re- she she reaches for her ear and finds the bleeding and like wipes it across her face like a almost like um football uh eye black. It was cool. Um so ultimately um Eo ends up slapping I'm sorry, Rhea ends up slapping EO in, um, the prism, you know, her big, her, you know, her inverted, uh, Texas Cloverleaf deal, um, and EO makes the ropes as Rhea is trying to slap it on, but can't slap it on that well because her arm's jacked up. Um, go through a couple, a minute later in the match, uh, she's about to hit her in the riptide, but EO escapes and slaps, and hits a spike DDT out of it, um, Eo ends up twice getting an armbar. Uh, Ria makes the ropes, and then after she gets up, after climbing out through the ropes, Eo hits the other ropes, comes charging through the ropes, hits, hits Sunset, flips over, gets gets Ria, and then r- sprints once she gets her f- feeding, and power bombs her onto the table. The table just explodes. Um, Ria. Just barely beats the 10 count, and the second she gets through them ropes, EO was on was down in the corner. The second she gets through them ropes, EO jumps up, gets to the top turn buckle, and uh, hits the moonsault on, on Rhea's back and pins her. Great match. Um after so they replay all the stuff, um, and then um Rhea uh shakes EO's hand. They hug. It's, it, to me, it seemed as if, like, this was a write off for Rhea. Like, she's going to the main roster. Um, so, I don't know, but, uh, that's the way it seemed. Um, and I imagine, like, what, basically, for me, I thought that either they're writing her off, or, and, or her final thing will be Women's War Games, and it'll be, you know, Those two plus Tony plus Ember versus the heels or whatever else. And you can always shoot, you know, an angle where Rhea Rhea turns on EO in the middle of the match or whatever else. But, um, it could be a call up. I don't know. Um, so after this, we end up getting, um, Finn Balor comes to the ring. First time we've seen him since, um, or in NXT live since he ended up, uh, getting his jaw broken last takeover. Um, he talks for like two seconds and then out comes McAfee Goon. Um, they interrupt him, uh, they put themselves over. McAfee is even more annoying than normal. Um, it's almost like he's like doing like a rock cover, but like he's trying to make us not realize it's the rock. Um, but whatever. Um, ultimately. He buries on this. He talks about how tough they are. Talks about how they're the four, the greatest four man faction ever. This, you know, Lorkin and Burch are the greatest tag team ever. Um, you you should have seen us. We've been we, you know, you say that you watch that the business watches you. You don't watch the business well. I know you've been watching. How we've been dominating NXT the last few weeks. <laughs> he says. He says. Uh. Uh, the big hairy bastard, dead. Drake Maverick, dead. The Undisputed, all dead, 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 dead. Um, so then, Finn Balor grabs the mic and says, some, some line about, the big cat is back or something about a cat. And I was like, what the fuck? Whatever. Long story short, he says, I, I got a trick up my sleeve. Lights go black. Undisputed comes out. They, Beat the shit out of McAfee Goon. Uh, Adam Cole pump kicks uh, McAfee in the face and lays him out, and then they go black. That was NXT.
0: Man, so Finn Balor sounded like he's not ready to wrestle. At all. Um, nope. Rhea yeah. Ripley, they, they finished her off for good. Maybe. Probably. Like What a year. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! uh, remember last year when she won the belt?
1: Yeah, it was like one of the best moments of the year in wrestling, yeah I do um the only thing that she's had the only thing that she's had to keep her warm at night is these good ass matches
0: but the but the system has failed her, yeah, yeah, man what and you know maybe she'll get to beat Charlotte. Yeah. Me Even Locke, then. But check this out, bro. Look, the ship has sailed already. Right. It does not matter. <laughs> right. Like
1: another part about it is like I see Survivor series, I see Lacey Evans in there. I'm just yep. like, what the fuck? Like Rhea Ripley is awesome. She's awesome. And y'all went with that as opposed like y'all went with the MAGA gimmick and the shit didn't work. It immediately flopped and, because look, because no I one would, gives a fuck in two thousand in two thousand eighteen nineteen twenty about some gimmick if the person ultimately when it comes down to it can't get it done in the ring and she's not even close to get it done in the ring.
0: Also, so it don't like, matter that Maga shit is out of here. So like it's like her gimmick like is almost like it's in the past already. Um.
1: Well, you got to remember the demographics well, I mean, in yeah. of the fan base. So that's when their play came to and like the thing is like even then they don't care because ultimately they know the goods ain't there in the ring and that's yeah, what people are watching uh, this shit for mostly
0: that are young anyway so Lacey is 30 years old and this goes back to what I was talking about last week with NAC. like you don't want to leave women in NAC too long it's a cosmetic thing I feel like so um this is where we are where we are. Yeah. So
1: it's a cosmetic thing. Meanwhile, like the fiends a top star. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, I didn't mention this on um during the broadcast. Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman is either Fuck it, I'm gonna say it. I think he got his body done. I think he went to Mr. Miami. Or he's, Miami. He's
0: been working out and dieting like crazy. Yes, he has.
1: But I also uh, see what his midsection looks like and what the skin around his midsection looks like. It looks like he got his body
0: done. Uh, Maybe. It
1: looks like he got hit with two of them things. On each side. Bap, bap. Um, (laughs) No shade. Like, you know, he looks great. He looks great, but um... and I think also he's like in better
0: shape than any time he's been in his career. Yes,
1: he looks. He's his physique like he's leaned out. He's he's leaner than he's ever looked. So it's not just all that, but like it, all I'm saying is like he's had gotten some help. That's all I'm saying. Um, I on don't, I don't necessarily think he even needed the help, but he would. But I think he got him some help. But he looked. You know, that's the best physique I've ever seen him have. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, that's anything else I had, Rich.
0: Um. So war games is on deck for NXT. For the six, like after for the six. Uh, Yo. The uh the Game
1: of Thrones title they threw out for Dynamite, I forgot what it's called. Winter Winter is coming. Coming. Winter coming, yeah. yeah, right, right.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, not really. Yeah. Um yeah. So hmm. I guess right, that's then. it
1: yeah um yeah so that's in the show be sure to raise some whatever app you're using to listen to this with um, oh before that
0: so this week Swerve's album is coming out um uh, the swerve city gps album i produced 10 beats on there make sure y'all check it out it drops on thanksgiving day so um when you're able to sneak away for a moment uh Load it up. Hit the streams. Buy it if you want. Help brother out. <laughs> Spread the word. Okay. Um,
1: so yeah, you know, I, you've been working on this for months now, right? Months.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I got like a couple features on there. I got, so we got a solo song on there, a song called Nervous. I think I'm going to do a beat breakdown for it um, sometime this week. So, look out for it. Got some dope stuff coming. Yeah, definitely. And um, once it's up,
1: we'll put the link of it in the description. Um, yep. But yeah, that's it in the show. Be sure to raise whatever app you're using. Listen this with. Um, tell the folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Uh, go to prowrestingtees. dot com slash social suplex and pick up some official Social Suplex Podcast
0: Network merchandise. Um, also be sure to hey, check out the other- time too, also, because they got the Black Friday sales coming, That's right and all that, and the holiday season coming. so you know, unless you're in Australia, you know, because I, I heard one Nation <laughs> means something different out there. What up, Joe? What up, Sam? Um, yeah, you know, go go ahead and get you some one nation stuff,
1: right, right. Um, also be sure to check out the other shows the network. Um, on Sundays and Mondays, we have this show, Monday Show Radio. On Tuesdays, for now, we have Keeping a Strong Style. On Wednesdays, we have the Rick and Clyde Wrestling Show, Wrestling Podcast. Um, every other Wednesday, we have Gorman Washes Shit. On Thursdays, we have the Grave Consequences Podcast. On Fridays, we have 8-Bit Suplex. And on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite. Thanks for listening, y'all. <laughs> Bianca, Rich is showing me a picture on camera of, uh, Bianca Belair with The Undertaker that seems incongruous <laughs> yeah uh, anyway later y'all peace